Everybody, it is episode 138 of the We Need a Lot of Red Bull podcast. No, that'll be on Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a, we're not going to record that whole thing, so I might record a couple little oh, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not recording 24 hours. <laughs> if I record 24 hours, you're editing that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so a nice little simple show this week with myself, I'm Glenn, and that is Mark. What's up? <laughs> Nada. Uh, well, we, we've got a few uh, things to talk about, but yeah, see, uh, I had a long day at work, so I'm drinking, and it won't be like mm-hmm. last week, though, trust me. I don't have another bottle of sake, so uh, I see. we're going to talk a lot of things extra life, get, get everybody ready for the grand event that's starting this weekend. And uh, help us fight cancer, yeah, and, and help Targo fight kids with cancer. <laughs> uh, new That's releases, wrong. news, what we're playing, review of Jack and Dexter, The Lost Frontier for the PSP. Uh, we're gonna reveal the first six of the 12 pay, 12 pay to play games for Extra Life. Uh, those are the games that you can bid if you keep bidding and outbid everybody else, you can pick one of the, the 12 games that are on that list. Uh, for one of us to play for an hour. So uh, I think we're going to... Oh, man, I think we're going to be really mean to each other. Uh, and then also Mark's extensive hands-on with Dragon Age Origins for the PS3. Uh, some emails, and uh, I had no time when I got home to do voicemails, so we're not going to have any voicemails this week. And uh, something Ooh. we recorded last night, a uh, spoiler-rich Uncharted 2 discussion. So... Uh, Watch out for the spoilers. You're gonna, you're, you know, you don't want to get into the spoilers. So we're gonna have it at the end of the comedy clip. So after the comedy clip's done, you'll get about a five second delay, and uh, maybe I'll even put this in just to make sure that you're aware that the spoiler-rich discussion of Uncharted Two is upcoming. So we don't have anybody <laughs> bitching. So, uh, well, let's go through the normal stuff real quick. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, you can find us over on VGEVO.com where our forums reside. Uh, if you hit the forums button over on PSNation.org, that'll take you over to VGEVO as well. Uh, a lot of ton- a lot of people over there talking not only just PS3 but a lot of other things. Uh, you can also f- well, you can call us, leave a voicemail. Our, our voicemail line is 920-626-4464. Or if you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. You can also email us at podcast at psnation.org. Uh, send us a regular email. Send us a good brownie recipe. Maybe uh, you can send us a voicemail that way. Pretty much anything. So people have found some very unique things to send us over that email address. Uh, yes. And a lot of things we can't use on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we should put that out there. Just because yeah. you send us an email and tell us to say your name on the air doesn't mean we're going to. Yeah, ain't going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. you know what I, I just know. realized? What? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, we do get a lot of emails that are just way too long to read on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still do. But the, some of them are actually really good and thought-provoking, so I was kind of thinking maybe we should do, like, a mailbag, like, thing on our site, or maybe on the forums. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Let's it's, let, let's let... Let's let the listeners decide. If they think it would be a good idea, 
if they would like to see a mailbag. Like, so we can just, we post some of the letters, some of the ones that are just comments and not really questions or anything, or ones that are too long, post them on the site. Cause I feel bad that a lot of the emails just kind of like slip through the cracks. And then, you know, there's, there's ones in there we've got weeks and months ago that just kind of get lost and we forget about. So no offense to anybody. But if you'd like to see it, let us know if you'd like to see that as like a a thing on our site or maybe just as like a post on the forums. Well, that actually sounds like, more like something that would go on the forums because essentially yeah, cause then isn't one of those emails just a forums. It. Yeah, isn't that just a forums post anyway? I mean, Pretty much. I really think about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, everybody email in or uh, let us know somehow. Just smoke signals somewhere. Yeah. Call into Extra Life when we're extra loopy so we don't remember what we said. We're taking call-ins? I'm going to have it set up so we can take a call every now and then. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> it, it's so easy to do now that I figured it out the last time. That's not, not a big deal. Uh, uh, where was I? Oh, you can also find us on Facebook. All you have to do is search for PS Nation Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PS3Nation. That's all one word. So it's twitter.com slash PS3Nation. And, of course, as always, don't forget... FuriousGamer.com, or if you have uh, an iPhone or an iPod Touch, you can go out to the uh, App Store and look for Furious Gamer out there. For 99 cents, you get an awesome player for it, uh, and that actually transfers over, uh, your account for that transfers over to the website. Uh, you can listen to our show along with a bunch of other shows. And also, uh, quite ironically, uh, because they're now added to Windows Media Player, so you can actually go into Windows Media Player and just look for Furious Gamer in there, and you can actually stream everything from there. Uh, that's that's actually resident on the uh, 360, so you can listen to our show on the 360 if you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. And then you'll get the truth. Um, yeah, so a lot of different stuff, but uh, let's, let's get to the meat of this show, and I'm sure everybody is aware that we're doing this little th- you know, this little marathon this weekend for uh, what, what Sarcastic Gamer has, has dubbed Extra Life. It's a 24-hour gaming marathon. Uh, we're asking for sponsorships and donations, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so you can donate, you know, as, as little as you want or as much as you want. And we've we've had an insane response so far. Um, we're getting close to our goal, and we haven't even done this yet. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, and we'll we'll actually give some names up. Maybe we can get somebody in trouble like Zavari again. So. <laughs> 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 but uh, we got a couple more prizes up on the uh, up in the prize pool now because what we're doing is something a little bit different. Uh, depending on how much you donate, you'll get raffle tickets. And uh, I went and got the raffle tickets, and, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw all those in a bowl, and, and you're gonna get assigned to certain ones. Uh, so if you want to check out how many tickets you'll get from donating, just go to our our page over at psnation.org. You'll see the extra life uh, banner right at the top of the screen, or if you scroll down a little bit, you'll find the post for it. Uh, but we got some really cool prizes, and I'll just go from the bottom up. Uh, well, Hudson, number one, uh, Zaku Pilot, of course, works at Hudson now, and, and he really got these guys to, uh, to step up. So we've got five voucher codes for Bomberman Ultra on the PSN. Of course, those are U.S. only. Uh, two copies of Dungeon Explorer for the PSP. Two copies of Bomberman Land for the PSP. And uh, then we go to something that I really want one myself. <laughs> uh, our buddy Stuart... Stuart Gilray over at uh, Just Add Water. He was on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, they're doing the game Gravity Crash for the PSN and also for the PSP. Uh, these will be out in December, but you're going to be earmarked for one of two of these if you win this. Uh, they're going to send send over two limited edition copies of the Gravity Crash soundtrack uh, composed and performed by Cold Storage, 
who you might know from like Shadow of the Beast, from the Wipeout games, and uh, many others. Uh, but this soundtrack is going to be on vinyl. So you're actually going to be getting a record. So very retro, uh, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wow. That, That's that, like a laser disc, except not shiny, right? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that blew me away when he, when he told me about that. Uh, but, it, you know, it comes out in December, so what's going to happen is your name will be on it, and we'll get that out to you as soon as it's available. Uh, we also got uh, from uh, Kodame, uh, Discovery Package Pre-Order Bonus DLC Code for a Crack in Time. Uh, Scott from from Gamers Only Older podcast actually s- sent over a DLC voucher for Ninja Gaiden Two Sigma. Uh, I, I can't remember what it is though, so I got to find out from him what it, what it actually it's does. It's a costume, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, we got an international version of Demon Souls from, and I don't know whose name because it got sent to your house. I don't know who sent it. So uh, I, hang on, I'm looking it up right now, but I think it's actually the U.S. version. Oh, is it the U.S. version? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was the Chinese one. Even better. Yeah. Damn it. And courtesy of Demiki, it was Demiki. Okay. Oh, Demiki. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Demon Souls is a very popular game, uh, obviously. Uh, courtesy mm-hmm. of our our awesome listener CJ two three K, who we've just been sitting on this and sitting on this uh, copy of End War with the official Sony Bluetooth headset. So you're getting forty fifty dollar headset. Uh, five vouchers for Pain Downtown. Uh, courtesy of San Diego Studios. Three vouchers for Madden NFL Arcade for the PSN. Of course, those work in the U.S. only. And that's from our buddies over at EA uh, EA Sports. Uh, Gran Turismo PSP on UMD from Sony San Diego Studios. And then the grand prize, unless somebody outdoes them this week, uh, courtesy <laughs> of our, again, courtesy of our friends at Sony San Diego Studios, uh, a white PSP Go, brand new PSP Go. Uh, unless mm-hmm. Mark has opened it and put his filthy hands all over it. No, it never arrived. Yeah, <laughs> son of a. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it it's here. It's we got it. Awesome. There will be no like, oh shit, we didn't get it. Now we have to fork out for a PSP Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we pretty much have all the stuff in our hands already. All the Hudson Game Show yeah. at my house, and it sounds like we'll be getting a f- most likely be getting a few more things trickling in. So. Well, we also we'll, got the we'll boxes of swag list. from uh, from Andrew over at Joystick. Thanks, yeah. Andrew. So, and it uh, sounds like a couple other people might be donating a few things. So ooh. we're lucky we'll have a few more. But now the raffle, the, like the drawing, is not happening. No, during the twenty four hours, right? No, and we actually have an email about this too. But um, unfortunately, w- what we have to deal with is when people pay via PayPal, that has to be added to our page manually, and it doesn't happen right away. Uh, so we want to. Give it a few days for the PayPal payments to all be posted so that everybody gets their tickets. So mm-hmm. we're planning on, and I'm trying to find out what the, what the you know what the lead time is going to be here. But I think essentially we're planning on doing the raffle uh, drawing like either November 12th, which is a Thursday night, or on the 14th on Saturday. So I think Saturday is going to be a lot safer. So I think maybe we'll plan on that, but we'll post it up on the Twitter and on the site when we figure it all out. Because, uh, like I said, I'm yeah. trying to find out from Texas Children's Hospital when they think they'll have all that stuff posted. So, yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, so just everybody, like, so we say it again in case you're not paying attention. The raffle is not happening during the 24-hour marathon. Right. It's the week after. It's happening after. Yeah. Just so there's no confusion. And we don't get a lot of calls or people saying, why aren't you raffling stuff off when you're raffling stuff off? 
<laughs> so you don't need you don't need to be present to win. We'll just post nope. the list of winners and everything. So now, don't worry. The one thing is, if you post an, if you donate anonymously, we have no way of putting your name on these raffle tickets. So if you want the raffle tickets, you have to at least put your name up. You know, we'll get a hold of you if you win. We'll, we'll post the winners on the site. Uh, we can get to your email addresses, that kind of thing, because uh, you have to register with that. So we'll take care of it. But if you do it anonymously, we have no way of knowing who you are a- at all. So just keep that in mind, because we did have one anonymous donation already. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I it, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, a lot of people have really stepped up. We kind of we were kind of late to the party this year because we really didn't know what was going on, and and there were a lot of VG Evo people that didn't know if they could do the weekend or not, and everything else. So we've kind of circled our wagons a lot faster this year. Um, mm-hmm. But just to kind of go over some of the new people that that uh, that have thrown in some cash here, uh, I don't know where we ended last week, but I'll just uh, I'll start I'll start pretty much above above Terran thirty six from VG Evo. Who, uh, oh wait, actually, we'll, yeah, we'll start on the 23rd here. Uh, so we've got C, uh, Zweshki. Oh, I said this last week, $72.02. Uh, B Reed, who's Terran36 from VG Evo, $24. R Hevner, uh, which is Ross from VG Evo, gave us 24 bucks. The anonymous one for 24. Uh, D Gallant, which is, uh, <laughs> that's Savari. I got him in trouble. Uh, 2427. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Dorston, $24. Bucks. That's Acid Firex. M. Morris with two hundred bucks. Holy shit! You know what? I would hit the trophy sound, but I just realized that I totally forgot to load that up. Ding, bink. Sorry about that. <clears throat> uh, I think this is Nick Dinehart, forty-eight bucks. C. Hopkins, who's outer limit, uh, over on VG Evo with twenty-four bucks. Uh, D. Samba, which is Blueprints, seventy-two bucks. Thanks, man. Uh, J. Sweely, P. Uh, PSN ID Joe Bears with forty-eight bucks. Uh, Sigma Omega, buddy, hundred twenty dollars. That's awesome. Let's see, Odious Fang from VG Evo on PSN, forty-eight bucks. Uh, let's see here, Tenoda. Forty-eight seventy-one to get it back to the sixty-nine cents. <laughs> uh, the nice. the Peevmeister with twenty-four bucks. Uh, Paul Miller, my buddy Paul uh, Steele, hundred bucks. Thanks so much, man. Uh, Jay Ross with twenty-four dollars, and of course our buddy Andrew Yoon with twenty-four bucks. So thanks very much to everybody for. Uh, Did you get Mike it. PSN in there? Sorry, Mike PSN. Uh, his didn't post yet, so I don't know the exact amount. Okay. But Mike PSN gave us an awesome donation. Like, yeah, wow. So yeah, uh, I don't have the exact amount in front of me uh, because it hasn't posted on the site yet. But it'll definitely be talked about quite a bit this weekend. <clears throat> and that's one other thing. Uh, we did have one person hit the donate button on our PS Nation site, and that goes to Mark and I. Our PayPal account it doesn't go to the um, to the Extra Life one. So make sure that you actually go to the Extra Life page which is linked mm-hmm. off of the one on our site to do the donations. It's a big red donate now button. Uh, honest mistake, because actually when you go there, I look and I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. But uh, yeah, that's the one for our show, not for uh, Extra Life. So no harm, no foul. I just transfer the cash over. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, uh, with everything that's posted, we're at $1,813.69. Wow. With a goal of 2500 which... Uh, we're almost over what we did last year, and we haven't even started the marathon yet. So that's awesome. When when I say this on Twitter, and when I say this on a, on another podcast, when I'm, I'm on one, and when I say this to my friends and and anybody else that listens, when I say that we have the best community and the best listeners ever, it I mean that 110. percent 
and uh, you guys are proving it. So I think this is a really awesome cause, and uh, you guys are stepping up big time. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, you hear all the stories about Penny Arcade's Child's Play, but you don't hear about a lot of the smaller ones, but it just really goes to show that gamers have a big heart. Yep, exactly. So uh, thanks very much for your support, guys. And again, I'm, I'm going to beg and plead, and we're probably going to say it a few more times during the show tonight, but join us from Friday night until Saturday night, please. We, we're going to need the company. We're going to need <laughs> people to play with. Uh, we're talking about Makala... <laughs> Is going for his 100K on Killzone 2, and he said he would pay $100 to get Mark to play in that gaming session. So, uh, does mean I have to play like all night though, right? Like, I can just play for a while. The way he was talking, he's going to try to get kind of close to 100K so it won't take too long if we do it. So, uh, we don't, yeah, so, but still, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll play too. We want everybody to get in and play. We're going to set up our own server so that we can play, you know, play on our own. And uh, just have a good time about it. You know, we can chat and everything else. Uh, we're also talking about maybe doing a Warhawk Saturday so the Euro uh, listeners can can join in. So uh, I believe, uh, I think it was Zvari or somebody else had already talked to Arkham about setting up a server. So we're going to try to get that organized because, uh, you know, we're going to have three PS3s online at Mark's house, Mark and Jesse's house. And I'm mm-hmm. really curious if we're going to have streaming problems as well. So... Just as a fallback, yeah. you know, if you go to the Ustream page and there's no video, that's probably why. Uh, but we'll still have the chat. We'll still have Twitter. You know, we'll still have other things. We may just not have video just because of that uh, of that thing. And we could also try to stream just the audio because I'll have microphones set up and uh, I'm going to try to stream the audio from the games that I'm playing uh, during the time. So, hey, how are you, you know, at hacking networks? Maybe we can get on my neighbor's wireless. Oh, I will have. Uh, I was thinking about that. Like you should go over and make friends with your, your with your neighbors, and we could do the stream over there. Internet. Yeah, there's so, a, there's one unprotected one that shows up, but it's really faint from my house. So I don't ooh, think that'll work. I'll have to bring a Pringles can with me on on Friday. Yeah, to eat. <laughs> well, we can eat Pringles, and then I'll turn it into an antenna. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm just. I'm literally just, I'm talking about this at work all the time and, and I think they're getting sick of it. I don't really care, but you know, every waking moment this last week has just been about extra life talking to people, trying to get stuff for us. And I think it's going to be a blast. I mean, it's for a great cause, but you can still have fun, you know, helping people out. And, uh, we want as many people as possible to come out and play with us. We're not going to really schedule any certain thing just because it's really tough to do that. We could be in a great session that we don't want to get out of that kind of thing. Um, We'll tell people ahead of time like when we're going to do that pay pay to play for an hour. We'll tell people well well ahead of time so we can start the bidding. But we're probably not going to really like hard schedule any certain thing, except for the Bomberman Ultra against Hudson, which is happening right at seven, and we're going to yeah. get our asses kicked. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> if the game had the flying nun, I might have a chance. Yeah, so, we yeah. got nine volt in there. He knows his shit. That's true. Nine volt. We used to play uh, Bomberman in college. Uh, I used to play it on the Turbo Graphics. That's well, I'm, that just makes you old. I'm old school, bitch. All right, just old. <laughs> that too. All right, <laughs> all right. We've talked long enough about that, but I'm sure it'll come up again. But uh, yeah, new releases, Mark. You know, we got to update this because some of this is actually wrong. Actually, I added Buzz Quiz World because I knew that yeah, was coming. But out Fairy Tale Fights already got released. Did it? And we never had uh, that Jurassic the Hunted never showed up on a release list, and that came out last week. 
Well, there's a reason for it not being on a release list. Dude, I, I want to play that. Oh my God. Like, it's fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> like, Turok threw in too much other shit in with the dinosaurs, but this is just, like, dudes with machine guns and a shitty FPS fighting dinosaurs. I want to play it. Activision, if you're listening, send us that game. They're they're not listening. No, they're not. But no. you, they need to send it to us. They send us everything else that's um, not, like, top tier. Yeah. Th- <laughs> well, they didn't send us DJ Hero. Oh, damn. They didn't send us Guitar Hero, either. No, they didn't. Although, I got dibs if they send us COD 5 or 6 or whatever. You don't even know what you're talking about. Shut up. (laughs) Dumbass. All right. 11.10, we've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Isn't it just Modern Warfare 2 again, or did they put Call of Duty back on? I think they put Call of Duty on there somewhere. Duty. (laughs) Uh, Buzz Quiz World, which I actually really, really want to play. Yeah, me too. Chaotic Shadow Warriors. I have no idea what that is for PS3. Uh, Fairy Tale Fights is on our list here, but that is already out, I believe. Yeah. WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2010 for PS2, PS3, and PSP. Dragon Ball Raging Blast for PS3. And finally, Puzzle Chronicles for PSP. That's what we think is coming so, up. Yeah. Anyway. I'll go in and update them at some point. Sure you will. Maybe I'll do it for next year, since <laughs> yeah, it's getting Sure there. you will. Why not? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, news. Uh, th- this one actually came up right around the time that we were interviewing James Stevenson, and I wanted to, to try to work it into the conversation, but uh, honestly, I hadn't read the whole article yet. So I, I really didn't want to bring it up because I wasn't too educated on it. Uh, but basically, uh, Mike Action over on the company blog, uh, he's one of the developers at Insomniac, uh, wrote up a, a thing on the blog basically saying that uh, they're probably not going to do any more games at 60 frames per second because they can do so much more with the game at 30 frames and that visually it 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 doesn't matter as much as people kind of let on between 30 and 60, which is kind of odd because... I'm wondering how a crack in time would look at at 30. Hmm. But, I mean, when you think about the math and the fact that the human eye can only see so many frames per second, yada, 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 um, I'm wondering. It'd be nice if they actually showed us kind of a side-by-side comparison. But basically, they're saying that they can put a lot more effects, a lot more geometry, a lot more you know filters, shaders, all kinds of things into the game if they knock down the frame rate to 30 frames per second and that it doesn't degrade the game whatsoever. I'm fine with that. I mean, I I can see the difference between 30 and 60. Yeah. And yeah, 60 looks better and smoother, but I'm fine with them adding all sorts of bells and whistles to the graphics at 30 frames per second if they lock it at 30 frames per second. Right. Exactly. You know, I'd I'd much rather have it locked at a constant 30 frames per second than like dipping down below that when the action's heavy or like you know, going above that when you're in a closed area where all of a sudden the frame rate goes up, like infamous. I hated when it did that. Right. Where you'd like be like in a enclosed space or next to a wall. And all of a sudden it would get like 60 frames per second and a lot smoother. It just annoyed the fuck out of me. Right. Um, and I mean, you know, kill zone two was locked at 30 and, and that game looked amazing. So there, mm-hmm. there's, there's other games as well that, that kind of, you know, back back his theory up so i'm I'm really interested that that he came out and basically said you know what screw this we're not going to go and put the 60 frames on just because it's a buzzword we're actually going to try to make the games better yeah and 
I think it's fine. Like, you know, they, they said they have their research that 60 frames per second games don't really sell any better than 30 frames, whatever. That's fine. Right. But just give me consistency. That's all I want. All right. Next up, start saving your pennies because the God of War 3 Ultimate Edition has been revealed and pre-orders are now open. God damn it. Oh, my God. I I think I am probably going to end up buying this. You know, I'm not the biggest God of War fanatic in the world, but... I'm not either. I haven't even finished either of the first two dude, games. I really want this. <laughs> I do, That's too. When I, I text that to you today, I'm like, you know, I hate to admit it, but I really want that. <laughs> I was looking at it last night, and I'm like, good God, this is fucking awesome. But people... Okay, I'm sure everybody's already seen this, but if you haven't, yeah. it includes a replica Pandora's box, which is like a high-end sculpture replica thing it looks fucking awesome too yeah, you can see all this on the blog or wherever a uh, limited edition god of war art book featuring exclusive art content and interviews exclusive digital content available via psn voucher codes on the day of launch which include a god of war combat arena containing an exclusive environment and seven challenges a premium dominus kratos skin God of War, Unearthing the Legend, franchise documentary, a full-length movie documentary depicting the history of the franchise, the God of War trilogy soundtrack, with uh, God of War plus two and three scores, or uh, the soundtrack scores from the games in MP3 format, and finally, the God of War Blood and Metal EP, a heavy metal homage featuring original music inspired by God of War MP3s. Jeez. And if you pre-order it from either Amazon, Game Crazy, or GameStop, you get an additional exclusive skin that is unlocked after you beat the game. I well, think you also, uh, the GameStop one, for sure, is based off of old concept art. Right. Well, you also but get, man. when you pre-order it, you also get the demo voucher, which you can download right now. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. See, I already played it. I don't care about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaning towards Amazon because I really like the Apollo skin. Because, okay, I like the God of War games. I never completed them, like I just admitted. Right. But I do think they're great. And I'm actually way more into these, like, hardcore action games now than I was back when these came out. Yeah. Which is a huge part of the reason I never finished them and why I'm really looking forward to this and the collection now. But I still hate Kratos's design. I think he's an ugly character. No, I'm serious. I always had this problem with the game. I actually like what they did with the rest of the Greek mythology stuff in the series. Kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I think somebody, I think it might have actually been MC Wilson from Broadcast Gamer once said, it seems like, you know, an angsty teenager's like horrible take on Greek mythology where everything's extreme and spiky and all that. And I apologize, MC, if it wasn't you that said that. But I actually, I like that because I really like Greek mythology and I like the kind of reimagining of it, you know, no matter how they did it. But I still, I hate Kratos' design. I love his weapons, but I just think he is an ugly, ugly character. And not just because, storyline-wise, I'm fine with him, but, like, design-wise, I I hate him. Hmm. All right, then. Mm -hmm. Well, now you don't have to worry about it if you pre-buy it because then you'll have a different skin. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this... Wow. I. It was funny because I, I couldn't see it. I, you know, I got the email with the uh, press release that morning when it came out, but I couldn't see it at work. So OmniLaw actually emailed it to me so I could see it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I want that so bad. It's yeah. 100 bucks US, and Which, I think I'm probably going to 
I'm gonna go uh, for it. I'm yeah. I just paid 150 it's, bucks for my first night vision goggles. Why wouldn't I get this? <laughs> you know, and I I'm probably gonna have a few games to trade in like around Christmas, so I'm probably gonna wait till then. Oh, actually, I can't trade them in because well, actually, I'll just sell them and then pre-order it on Amazon. Can't you do trade-ins with Amazon now? I thought they were doing that. You can, but I don't think their credit's very good. Oh, all right. All, all right. right. All right, yeah. let's move on. This is uh, badass. And I'm sure we'll both have something to talk about with the demo later on in what we're playing. Definitely. Uh, and then this just came out today, uh, which is very nice to hear that they're actually working on it because we knew it was coming. Uh, but Kojima Productions podcast has let it slip that an English version of the MGS Peace Walker demo is in the works. Uh, they haven't given a date or anything else, but uh, pretty nice because the Japanese one's really cool, but you just don't know what the hell's going on. So yeah, and if you haven't checked, yeah, out I haven't the Japanese actually played one, the, I haven't played the Japanese one yet. It's way better than I expected it to be for a PSP game. <laughs> I'm insanely impressed. That kind of goes without saying with a lot of PSP games lately. Is it's insanely better than you expect it to be. That's true. Well, but I mean. Even control. That's my ass point. Shut up. <laughs> All right then. Ha <laughs> 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 I had it ready that time, bitch. And and I failed and didn't have a ass point of the month for October, but I'll get one in for November because I have an idea for one. I just never got a chance to write it. My God, you get a whole month and you can't even do it. There's a lot of stuff going on this month, like a whole Halloween month. and drinking. A whole month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez, man. Time flows differently in my world. Uh, obviously. I, I've known that for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on to what we've been playing, and I my sh- my list is insanely short. Mine's probably shorter than yours. I doubt it, because you've I know you've been playing one game, but you've actually been playing it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll oh, go ahead and start. I started last week. All right. Yeah. Most of my time has been taken up by nothing other than Dragon Age. Which, uh, yeah, 80 hour RPG, <laughs> according to the PR chick, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get through it as fast as I can. Um, I did take a little break. I think it was Saturday night and I, wait, when did, no, I played through the God of War 3 demo when we, when we got that. Right. Same one that was at E3, but man, like, I, I haven't touched God of War since probably the second one. No, since the PSP one. Okay. And I didn't realize how much I missed it. Because like I said, I'm more into like action games than I was when these were out originally. So playing through that, my God, the game is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Jess was completely grossed out. Oh, yeah. By, she by tweeted about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. It was hilarious. Um, but man, the action's good. It's so fluid. I just... Huh. I mean, the, the the first two were great games, and the sense of scale with, like, some of these giant enemies in them were so good, but it seems just like... I mean, the third one is going to be more of the same. It's like we said at E3, it's still God of War. Right. There's not really a whole lot new. They're going to refine it some more, add some new, like, little fun gimmicks and whatever, but it's still God of War. But that's okay, because I think the third one will finally realize everything. Like, it's going to look so freaking good. Yeah. They aren't going to be held back by the limitations of the system. It's just going to be an amazing game. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what it is. Uh, and they're going to kind of tease us a little bit with this, you know, the, the God of War collection that's coming out in a couple of weeks on the 17th. Uh, but just the fact that 
there's not going to be a bottleneck anymore, and they're going to be able to just go buck wild with with what they do with the effects. And the greatest thing about playing the demo this time over E3 is we could actually hear it. Number one, yeah. um, but you didn't feel pressured because at E3 you still feel that pressure because there's a 30, 45 minute wait behind you that you know you're like, oh shit, I got to get through this, I got to get through this, I can't fuck around. And you know, I didn't I didn't finish the demo at E3. I got close, but then I was like, all right, I, I got to go. But yeah, just. Oh my god! I mean, and, and they do the same thing they did in Uncharted Two, where the line between cutscene and gameplay is gone. There is no line anymore. Yeah. It's it's so fluid, and and I mean, like you said, it's essentially it's God of War. It's the same control scheme. You know, the, the new weapons are kind of cool, especially when the the guys go to the, in the turtle shell. But you know, it, it's God of War. But oh my god, it's it's God of War with all these cool bells and whistles and 5.1 mm-hmm. sound that just blows your socks off and in like a lot more gore and a lot more blood and just a lot more everything. It's just, it's crazy. So, yeah. and the funny thing is this, this build, it, it, that build probably went gold, I would say in April and you're getting the game a year later, essentially. So you're, you've got about maybe nine or 10 more months of development oh on this engine and everything, oh my god, it's, yeah, I think this demo is just teasing you a little bit. I, think I can't even imagine game. what it's going to be like. Oh. Just from that first teaser trailer that came out, which I th- personally thought looked like ass. Like, everybody <laughs> else is, you know, oh, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, it looks amazing. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You know, that, that very first one where he was, mm-hmm. like, fighting the charging centaur or whatever. When they showed five seconds of the game, yeah. Yeah, and but now, man, like. God, I, I I hope 2010 is a better year for PS3, and it's already starting to look like it. Wow. It, well, yeah, it's it's gonna suck for a lot of gamers because January and February are just gonna be outrageous. No shit. <laughs> oh my god. Bayonetta, fucking Bayonetta's like January 3rd, I think. Yeah. Then this is in March. Um. Well, Tatsunoko versus Capcom is January, but that's on the Wii. But I care about that. Oh, I'm, I'll buy. Um. That. I mean, there there really is too much. It's like we're we're getting a reprieve in December this year, yeah. but then it just picks up again in January. Oh god, it's going to be terrible. It yeah. is going to be terrible. Yeah. Let's see. I also well, I did go through the Bayonetta demo again after playing God of War. Like, it's going to be tough for me to decide which one of those two I like better. I can mm. tell you that right now. And I played the the Dragon Ball Z Raging Blast demo. Now I played this at E three, and I only played it for a couple minutes, but. I pretty much put the controller down in disgust because I didn't like it. But when I play the demo now, I'm like, hey, this is kind of fun. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think anything changed, but I think at E3, I was fully expecting it to be like the extension of uh, Burst Limit that came out last year. Right. And it it's not because like Burst Limit ends halfway through the Dragon Ball Z saga. And I think everybody expected a sequel that would continue it on. But this one is totally different. It huh. plays differently, like, it's more of, like, a standard... I mean, the, both of them are, like, one-on-one fighting games, but this one's set up more as just, like, a one-on-one fighting game. Like, all your special moves are mapped to the right stick, and then you have meters that recharge, depending on what you can do. It was actually fun. I'm probably going to give it a rental at some point, because I'm still... I, I like Dragon Ball Z. I can't really stand watching the show anymore, just because of how drawn out it is, but I just like to... I don't know. I like the fighting, and... Sometimes games get it right. Most of the time, they don't. Yeah, Revy was talking it up too, but he, uh, we were talking on Saturday before I left for Madison, and he was talking about it. And he's like, "I don't know if I'm going to get it or not." And blah blah blah. And then he starts 
like pulling all these terms out about the show, and I just sat there like, huh? <laughs> and I called him a nerd and killed him in Uncharted. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and finally, non... Wait, I did play something on PSP this week, but I don't remember. I played more Dissidia and a little mm-hmm. more Final Fantasy 1. And uh, I picked up a used Game Boy Micro at yeah. uh, GameStop. It's like 30 bucks. And I found a copy of Final Fantasy 4 for GBA for like 13 Yeah. So uh, I've been playing that a little bit. I mostly just like take the Micro to work and play it in the bathroom. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, like I said a while back, I never played Final Fantasy four and I really wanted to try it out. And I was trying to decide between the, the DS and the GBA versions because the, the DS like remade it like they did with Final Fantasy three where it was more cinematic. Right. But I've got three and I popped that back in a couple weeks ago and my God, like the 3d and that is so fugly. I, f- I just finally decided, like, I know Final Fantasy 4 looks better. I've seen video of it online. But playing Final Fantasy 1 on PSP, I'm just like, I really like the sprite-based, old-school Final Fantasy feel. I think it fits better. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure the cinematics and stuff in 4 make it a hell of a lot more dramatic, because there's stuff that the sprites just don't convey in the old one. But I'm just going to play through the old one. Because I want to do it, and if I decide that I like the game enough to like experience it better, I guess then I'll go get the DS version. Right. So, but I'm enjoying it. I think I'm about two hours into it already. Wow. Yeah. I think I've played my Game Boy Micro a total of like an hour. <laughs> I really like the Micro. It's got too, a really just, good screen. I don't know. I got it after I was kind of over my GBA already, and I just yeah. didn't really. I don't know. Well, that was my thing. I was pretty much done with the GBA, but I have a huge backlog of GBA games I haven't finished, yeah. and I never did pick up the Final Fantasy ports of oh, okay. uh, 4, 5, and 6. Right. So now I'm kind of like, well, I'll do that, and then maybe I can go back, because I never played the second Fire Emblem game, even though I picked it up for like 10 bucks on clearance. Oh, wow. So I figure, you know, it's just something like, I don't know if I'll keep taking it to work, you know, playing it in the bathroom there. I got my iPhone for that. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I'll just like leave it in the bathroom here, you know, and I'll just play it when I'm in there. So. <laughs> or you'll answer the phone. Bathroom game. I'm sure like half our listeners are disgusted. Like, I can't believe you actually play your systems in the bathroom. Oh, oh everybody does it. No, some people are seriously disgusted by that. Well, I call those people. That's what hand sanitizers for. Exactly. All right. That it for you? Yep. All right. Uh, I myself have been doing extra life stuff, so I really haven't played very many games. Like I said before, I went I went down to visit some friends in Madison, Wisconsin for Halloween. I uh, went down to my, my friend Paul's house and uh, hung out with him and his, his lovely wife, Jill, and their kids. And uh, friends Matt and Aaron came over, and we went over to their house to watch the Packers lose the Vikings. And um, Paul actually has a PS3 Slim. He bought one essentially for home theater and, and for streaming, things like that. But he asked if I could bring some games down to show him. And, and it's funny, he and his wife are just addicted to pain. They just love the game to death. Uh, that sounds really bad, actually. It's, well, yeah. Oh, they're addicted to pain. Oh, again! Oh! Um, so I took down both Uncharted's. I took uh, Motorstorm Pacific Rift. I took the new Ratchet. A bunch of the, the you know the exclusive titles. And it was funny because on Saturday morning I threw in the original Uncharted uh, just to kind of dink around with it and get the feel for it. So when I was showing it to him, I wouldn't get lost or anything. And I talk about this in our discussion tonight, but. I couldn't believe the difference between Uncharted 1 and 2. I thought it was 
thought the gap was a lot smaller before I put one back in. And then I was like, oh my God. Uh, but I ended up playing, gosh, a good hour and a half and got some crap from Revy for playing it. Stopped playing that, got on and played some Uncharted 2 with Revy, and uh, I forget who else I was playing with. There was somebody else. But we played a little bit before I left. Uh, the Badger game was on, too, so I kind of had that on and off. Uh, but played some games. It was the double cash weekend this last weekend, and all of the players' skins were either uh, Marco Polo, like the skeleton of Marco Polo, hmm. or, uh, shit, what was the other one? It's like another skeleton, basically, and, and one side had glowing red eyes, that kind of thing. So you couldn't choose any other cool. skins. Yeah, it was kind of neat for Halloween, you know. And uh, but it was double cash. Unfortunately, I only got to play yeah. for like, pff, an hour and a half. So, I missed uh, that. And uh, uh, Demon Souls had the the oh, yeah, pure black harder. tendency thing going. Oh my god! Yeah, it was harder. But like, I didn't get on either one. I barely got in some Dragon Age that day, so I didn't get to play it. Yeah. So did did some of that. Uh, played Mahjong Tales two on the on the PSP. Uh, it's a minis title. Uh, the PR person just like sent us a, a voucher for it. Um, it's it's good. It, it's it scales in and out, you know, and you never really get lost on it. But essentially, it's it's mahjong. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. It, it's mahjong, but it is well done. You know, it, it's it's a neat little game. I don't know what the price is. I don't have it in front of me, but um, if you like mahjong, it's it's better than some of the other ones I've seen. Like I said, it it'll uh, let you use the triggers to actually move in and out, so you can see what's going on. Uh, or if you hold them both down, it goes to like an auto zoom, which works really well. Uh, so, hmm. yeah, I mean, as far as Mahjong games go, I recommend it. it it's 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 pretty good. Uh, I, I even have games on the PSP I haven't played lately, but uh, played some Gran Turismo PSP. Uh, played some more uh, MotorStorm Arctic Edge on the PSP. I unwrapped the PS2 version, but I haven't even gotten to it yet, and I feel so bad because uh, <laughs> I've had it for like a week and a half now. Um. Hmm. Let me see, what else did I play? I think that might almost be it. I mean, it, like I said, I just haven't touched a game. Kind of like a woman. I haven't touched a game in a while. <laughs> I think that might be it, but yeah, the most time so far has been uh, Uncharted 2. So maybe I'm just, maybe I'm pulling back from games because we're going to have such an overload this weekend. Maybe that's what it is. No, you're just lazy. No, actually, it's just that I don't have the time. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's not it. Nope. So, also watching the World Series and that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, we've got some stuff for review next week. A little big planet for PSP showed up. So, I'll be picking that up uh, when I come down to Mark's on Thursday. And uh, I think Arctic Edge for PS2 is... Oh, I have that. What is, oh, no, I'm, I mean... Uh, oh, and I also played the Jack and Daxter for uh, for PSP. But I'll be talking about that in a minute. So, I think the PS2 one might be showing up tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think that is it. So, uh, want to take a break? Yeah, I need more booze. Yeah, I need another beer. So we'll take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll have the reviews of ja- uh, the review of Jack and Dexter. Uh, we'll reveal some of the games and uh, Mark's hands on with Dragon Age Origins.
right. Well, uh, before we get started, you know, Mark knows about this. People live in Wisconsin, but uh, we have this incredible invention here uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, we have a we have a local grocery store chain called Festival Foods, and they do this really kick ass thing, and that is they have a pick six for beers, and it's like six bucks. Uh, so what you, they have this big wall o beer, single bottles, and you can go in and it's basically make your own sampler. So I was just drinking a New Glarus cracked wheat, and in about 30 seconds I'm going to be cracking open, I've never even heard of this before, shipwrecked Ca- Captain's Copper Ale from Door County. So that's the, the thumb on Wisconsin. Uh, so I'm going to be <laughs> cracking that. So really cool way because, you know, then you don't have to buy a whole six-pack of crap beer. You know, you find out after the first one that it's, it's poop. You waste all this money, so you get the pick six, and uh, you can get. I got like a fat tire down there. I got all this other stuff too. So, pretty badass. Ooh. So, thanks, Festival Foods. You rock. <laughs> um, you're welcome. So, man. <laughs> you're welcome. Come on back to Festival Foods, yo. Uh, real quick review of Jack and Daxter: The Lost Frontier for the PSP. Uh, we we got this last week, and I've been putting a pretty good amount of time on it i'm in no way done with the game uh, i don't even think i'm i don't think i'm even halfway done with this game because number one it's huge but i was always a fan of jack and daxter back in the day on the ps2 and there were you know daxter came off of the psp i thought it was a good game not the greatest in the world but it was good uh this isn't actually even done by naughty dog this is done by i think they're called like high impact games if i remember correctly yeah i think that's and it. This is another one of those games like we talked about before where I'm like, how did they get this out of the PSP in terms of visuals? Uh, the visuals are stunning through and through, especially the flying sequences, which kind of remind me a tad of the first Warhawk to a certain extent in terms of how you can't hover or anything, but just the look of it. Uh, the draw distance goes on forever in these shooting scenes. Uh, you know, you go against capital ships, you go against other ships, kind of like in Ratchet and Clank, uh, a crack in time. But. The draw distance just threw me for a loop. Uh, you have a lot of control over your ship. You know, you can hit the brakes with square. Uh, you can fire with uh, our, you know, the right shoulder. You have, uh, I don't know what the left shoulder does. But control's really good. It, it works really well on the PSP. It's, it's kind of obvious that they did a, they, they tried to work on this as much as possible to work on the PSP and not just port it to it for the controls. The story's really good. The voice acting is very good. I think they might have gotten the original guys back, except I don't think, um, oh, what's his name? I don't think the original Daxter does that voice anymore. The guy that played Clown and Spawn. I always forget his name. Uh, John Leguizamo. There we go. I don't think it's Leguizamo. Uh. If it is, they're running it through a filter. But uh, the story's engaging. It's really well done. The cutscenes are great. They're very clear, clean, easy to look at. Uh, the platforming stuff is is very well done. Uh, there's just enough auto-aim on your blaster to help with the PSP controllers, that kind of thing. Uh, you can control the camera with the two uh, shoulders and works really well. Uh, you know, nothing's really broken in this game whatsoever. The control's solid. The the, the graphics are way above average for a PSP game, and uh, very easy to follow. So, I don't think there's any multiplayer in it. At least I haven't seen any. Uh, the download itself, I think, was right under a gig, so like 900 some meg. Uh, it is out on UMD as well. Uh, but I, you know, I recommend the game. I really do. I mean, so I guess for a letter grade, I'll give it. A good solid A minus. Uh, I think. Good lord, really? It, well, I think this game like candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but there's nothing. Re- there's nothing really holding it back. There wasn't. I didn't have any gripe yeah, about it. If it's good, gripe. it's good. 
Well, the only gripe I would have about it is the fact that I'm sure it'll be more controllable on the PS2. Right. And that's really the biggest gripe that I have. But I've been playing this on the PSP Go the whole time. And, you know, using the analog knob, using the, the smaller buttons on the Go and everything else. And I've had no complaints about the controls whatsoever. And the visuals are very, very good. It doesn't, the frame rate's solid. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't kill on you. And the music's really good. And I, it's, it's a good, solid game. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a B. It's not an average game. It's, it's an above average platformer. But the thing about it is, and the one thing that a lot of people need to know is it's about 40% of the, uh, the in-ship shooting stuff. It's not just a platformer anymore. But the way that they mm-hmm. break up the action between flying around and shooting things and the platforming, I thought is, is really good. I, I think it's a very good pace in terms of doing that stuff. So I do. I give it a very solid A-. minus. All right. And there you go. I will play it and counterpoint you at some point. Yeah, I, I, I would, I, I'd like that. Because uh, I'm not a big platformer guy, and you know, as much mm-hmm. as some other actually, and, I was and, looking forward to this one. I just haven't got a chance to dig into it yet. I think you might be right. Though. Thing, I think the PS2 version might be better. Oh, I would assume so, just because of the control. But the funny thing is, I keep forgetting that I can sync my PS3 controller to my PSP Go and use it to play the games on. So mm. I'm thinking I might do that tonight when I'm done. Yeah, because I have an old six axis. Who needs Rumble, really? I have an old six axis. I'll just connected up for that for all the time hmm. but if you think yeah, no. like then you're going to plug it into the tv and use a controller no, you don't have to do that no oh, okay you can play it on the on the psp go you just have to have a you have to have a ps3 the first time to make the sync once that's mm. done that that controller is synced to that psp go at least that's the way it's been cool. described to me yeah so but i mean like i said they really handle the control well without having to have two analogs uh, controlling the cameras with the shoulders works insanely well. So, hmm. yeah, it's a good game. I'll give it's, it a shot. Again, it, it's it's much better than I expected it to be after playing it at E3. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. All right, Dragon Age. Tell us all. Oh, no, wait. We're going to do the uh, list. No, let's do Dragon the Age first. List. All right. Burp. You do that because I can open it up. All right. All right. Well, I posted on Twitter today asking if people wanted me to review it based on what I've played or wait till next week after I've played more and hopefully possibly finished it. Uh, but the the majority said just do impressions tonight and a review next week. So I will do that. I have, I forgot to check how much game time I have in, but I think I'm close to 25 hours now. Um, that's like with my main character. And then I actually played... I had started with a different character first and then decided to abandon him after finishing the origin story. But anyway, uh, Dragon Age Origins is Bioware's brand new mega giant RPG that they're claiming is a spiritual successor to the Baldur's Gate games. And when I say Baldur's Gate, I don't mean the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance console loot grabs action RPGs. I mean the straight-up D&D second edition role-playing games for PC and Mac. Does this live up to Baldur's Gate? Well, I haven't played enough to know if the story lives up to Baldur's Gate 2, which I think is one of the best RPGs ever made. But so far, I'm leaning towards not really, but it's still very, very good and definitely better than Neverwinter Nights. To kind of describe it a little bit, It's essentially like a Dungeons & Dragons slash Lord of the Rings ripoff. I mean, it borrows a lot of elements from those those two uh, 
things, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, you've got your humans, <laughs> elves, and dwarves. Your the classes you pick from are like warrior, mage, and rogue. And I mean, it everything. The cliches are there. The stereotypes are there from fantasy stuff. Now the thing is, most fantasy like apes itself. I mean, everybody borrows elves and dwarves and whatever. And I, I mean, I, I can knock it a little bit for that. But at the same time, once you get into the game, you realize that Bioware has actually crafted an insanely detailed world. Sure, they borrowed from D&D and Lord of the Rings for some of the story and background elements, but it doesn't really matter in the end because they have still created their own world. Sure, you know, dwarves are still like the fantastic artisans and, you know, elves are the prancing around the forest and, you know, like magic or whatever. But it's it's still their own thing. Like I pretty much look at it like playing through somebody's incredibly detailed Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It's really no different than that. Okay. And I think I think what they were really trying to do is like they've done so many actual Dungeons and Dragons games. They wanted to go back to that kind of source material and refine right. it. And I really think they did because when you get into the character building aspects. They took like it. A lot of it is very similar, like down to the very the same similar stats that you would see in like D and D or even in like the Knights of the Old Republic games, which are also based off the Wizards of the Coast D twenty system that D and D used. But what they did was like took these kind of concepts from those games and streamlined it and cut out the fluff, so it doesn't feel like they're trying to shoehorn a pen and paper RPG system into a video game. It actually feels very much like. They've taken their own thing, and every choice you can make for your character actually is important. It's really, really well done. I like what they did with it. Gameplay-wise, it plays very similar. It's You see it from a third-person perspective on the consoles. It still plays like those old games, so it's not action-based at all. You don't mash the button to attack. You point your character, like, target an enemy, hit the button, and then it auto-attacks. And then you, like, select a spell. It shoots a spell off, and then the spell... Um, has a cooldown time. So once a cooldown, you know, like you'll do normal attacks until the cooldown is up, and then you'll shoot the spell again unless you select something different. And you can like pretty much switch on the fly between your entire party. Uh, if you hold down the L2 button, it brings up the radial menu, which will pretty much highlight every single item or skill that your character has. And it works really well. It's like a two tiered menu. So you have like, you pick from items or skills or whatever. And then you go into that, like picking between spells and the actual items and whatnot. And it pauses the action while you do that. So you can actually target enemies while you're paused or switch to another character while you're paused and kind of strategize and get your character situated where you want them, which works really, really well. It does get a little hectic after a while when you get into some big battles, but it still works. The PC version has the isometric perspective that these games always had, which I'm sure works great on a PC with a mouse, but... That wouldn't work that well on a console, frankly. I mean, it might be nice to have the option, but they didn't put it in. Oh, well. Let's see. I don't want to give too much away because I want to review this fully next week. But uh, you may have heard that the PS3 has some frame rate problems, and this is definitely true. Uh, It Mm. does chug, especially when the action gets heavy. For some odd reason, when it switches to cutscenes, I'll get some weird stuttering a lot of the time. Uh, GameSpot claims that the PS3 version actually looks a little better than the 360 version because it has better textures, but the 360 version runs at a smoother frame rate. And honestly, though, the texture work ain't that hot to begin with, and the art direction itself is kind of bland. 
So hmm. if uh, if you have a choice between consoles and the PC, definitely go for the PC version. It's going to look the best. All I can really compare is the character creator that you can download for free to the PS3s, and even there, it looks far better than it does on PS3. Not that it looks terrible on the PS3. It looks fine. It's not going to be... I mean, it doesn't even look as good as Demon's Souls, frankly. It, uh, hmm. it gets the job done, but not much above that. And some of the textures okay. are a little weak. But, it, it, I mean, it still works. And I th- the problem is with that third-person perspective, it kind of highlights some of the flaws... You know, the, the environments look decent, and they're, they're detailed enough, but there's it's just lacking that, like, kind of next-gen polish, I guess. Like, hair doesn't really move, clothes don't really move, you know, it's got that almost... It, it's I think it's stuck somewhere between, like, last-gen and this-gen, graphically. But there is also so much going on, and it's packed with so much stuff that... There, right. there isn't much they can do, and Bioware is still primarily a PC gaming company, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah, they're dabbling with consoles, but from what it sounds like, this is probably the best console game they've made yet. Because yeah, like Mass Effect had problems, and so did Jade Empire and Knights of the Old Republic on Xbox. So, okay. but uh, other than that, the storyline is a little on the generic side. Like I said, it borrows a lot from D and D and Lord of the Rings. Uh, the whole gimmick is that you pick one of six origins. There's two per species that you can pick. And that changes the where you start the game, and it actually comes back throughout the game. Events that happened in your origin will show up later. Each one takes about an hour or two to play through. I played through two of them. I honestly found them a little cheesy, like kind of lame cheesy, especially the dwarf commoner one. I uh, ended right. up playing I, I played through that one and started the game and then decided i didn't really want to be a warrior so i restarted as a mage the mage was a little more interesting but it still kind of has some harry potter overtones but it, it gets better and then uh as you go in it's still you know even if you don't really get into the origin stuff as much it's still pretty cool to see that stuff pop back up as you're playing like characters and stuff that were in your origin and you realize oh geez that probably wouldn't have shown up here if i didn't have that background so that's that's pretty cool but uh, like I said, the art direction's a little on the bland side, and it even tr- kind of transfers to your character and to the NPCs that form your party. None of them stand out that well. I mean, it it's hard to make a very unique-looking character, and even your NPCs kind of end up looking like random townsfolk, unless they're like the more unique ones, like the, the downloadable content golem or the dog or something. Uh, but however, the personalities they have are so well done. Like Bioware's always been known for that, and they've done a bang up job. Like, I actually care for some of these characters because they're so well written and so well acted hmm. that it's yeah, it's good. But I don't want to say too much more. I'm like as much as I'm kind of harping on it for being a little cliche and derivative of fantasy stuff. It's still very enjoyable. Bioware knows how to make an RPG, and if you're a Bioware fan, buy it. You'll love it. Seriously. And even if like Demon okay. Souls wasn't quite what you wanted from an RPG, this might be closer to it. It's it's a great RPG, incredibly deep, and it's even built for multiple playthroughs. So yeah, I'll be back next week with a full review and don't know if I'll get all eighty hours into it, but I'm probably gonna forgo <laughs> finishing a lot of the side quests and just kinda finish up the main game and we'll see what happens. Well you do have a few hours to be able to play it like from fr- on Friday and Saturday. 
actually i i am planning on devoting a chunk of time to it the the problem is well this weekend i kind of planned like friday and saturday night i'm like all right i'm gonna stay up till the wee hours of the morning and play as much of this Mm -hmm. as i can and i promptly fell asleep both times (laughs) now granted i was drinking both times but it was also a very long week last week that i didn't get a lot of sleep and that's what i'm fearing is that like i love this game but it's not quite action-packed enough. It's very dialogue-driven. Where I don't think I'll be able to stick, stay awake if I play it. Well, I do want to. I do want to check it out when you're playing it, though, because I'm very curious. I haven't. I haven't watched any movies, anything on this game, so I, I'd like to at least get a look at it and, and see what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and I, I have a few more like comments and complaints and praises for it, but I'm saving that for the review next week. All right. Um, <laughs> before we get into uh, our list of games. I honestly just got this email from uh, Katie from SCEA's PR that we dealt with for mm-hmm. uh, James's uh, interview last week, and yeah. oh my god, we just got a huge pile of stuff for our prize pool. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, so we have two vouchers for Jack and Daxter: The Lost Frontier for PSP. Nice. We have two UMD copies of Jack and Daxter for PSP. Oh my god. We have two copies of Singstar Queen for PS3. Um, a copy of Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time. And also, we don't know how many yet, but they're looking at sending a few copies of Little Big Planet for the PSP. Oh my god. Freaking awesome. I, I honestly yeah. just got that email. Yeah, that is amazing. So that's. <laughs> Singstar Queen, dude, we got to play some of that. Yeah, I know. So uh, somebody may be getting an open copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it. Oh, you do? Okay, never mind then. Yeah, I'm bringing it. Oh, yeah, we got to play that. So, wow, thanks so much to, to Sony. Uh, thanks to Katie for looking in that for us. I, I bugged her when yeah, we, after we did the interview last week, and holy crap, that, wow. So, yeah, a lot more games just got added to the prize pool. Mm-hmm. All you got to do, you can get one ticket for 10 bucks if you want to go, uh, you know, if you want to go low. All and you can win one. multiple times, right? You can win multiple times. There's only a few restrictions, and that is if you're in Europe and you get one of these vouchers, uh, of course, unless you have a U.S. account, so we'll, we'll talk to you about it. But that's pretty much it, you know, and, and stuff is going to... And I, and I said this last week, and apparently a couple people missed it, but, you know, we have all the Warhawk stuff still, at least I do, sitting here and some other stuff. Everything is going to start getting shipped roughly on the 16th. So I get paid the 13th. Stuff is going to start going out. I actually had a lot of stuff ready to go, and then I had to drop sixteen hundred bucks on a new sewage line. So, yeah, the the Warhawk stuff's going to go first, and then we'll just go down the row, get the Killzone two shirts out, and all the raffle prizes are going to go out too. So everything's going to get taken care of, and I mean we're going to have a lot of stuff to ship, but it's all for the greater good. And oh my god, that that is just awesome. So hell oh yeah, man. that what perfect timing too. I even wrote her back and I said perfect timing. We're just talking about that. <laughs> so, all right. So, one of the things that we're doing for Extra Life uh, that we mentioned last week is uh, Mark and I are both going to to choose twelve games, all PlayStation platforms, so PS One, PS Two, PS Three, PSP. Um, we're going to choose twelve games out of our collection, and we're going to have a time or two or three or four during the marathon where people can bid, and whoever win gets the highest bid. We'll be able to tell, like, if I have a, my 12 games sitting there, and they can tell Mark, you have to play 
that game from Glenn's collection for an hour. So, and we have veto power over one title only, and we have to veto it before we get started at Extra Life. So mm-hmm. it'll be vetoed and off the list before we even start. So we're going to reveal six of the titles tonight. The other six titles we're going to reveal probably on Twitter uh, on Friday night, right before we get started on the marathon, and we'll probably put it up on the website as well. So um, without further ado, how about I do three titles, you do three, I'll do three, you do three. Okay. All right. So, uh, oh, oh, man. So my first three, you're going to hate me for a couple of these. Uh, <laughs> well, let's get the obvious one right out of the way right away. PS3, MLB 09, the show. Yeah, like I didn't see finest, that coming. Probably the finest baseball game ever made for any system until 10 comes out. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going back in time a little bit. I can't find the one I really wanted to. So for now, it's going to be for the PlayStation 1, NFL Game Day 98. Oh my god. This is back when game day was awesome, dude. The I still play this game. And then uh for PSP <laughs> You might like this, but man, this is the worst. I hate this so much. Uh EA replay for the PSP. With games like Wing Commander, oh, Desert Strike, Mutant League I would Football, actually like that one. Syndicate, no you wouldn't, because it sucks and Road Rash. Aww, dude, the, the these suck? are so bad. No, they're terrible. The, the emulation's terrible. Oh, fuck! So uh, that, that's my first three. All right. So uh, my first three. Uh, first of all, well, you don't have to watch me play it because yeah. you can play Dragon Age you all on your son own. Son of a bitch! You fucker! <laughs> An hour's enough time to get through the origin. <laughs> oh joy! <laughs> uh, next up, we have. Uh, a somewhat hardcore 3D platformer from the PS2 days, Maximo Ghost to Glory. Oh, I own that game. So do I. That's a damn uh, hard game. Yeah, it is. And uh, for my third here, Dissidia for PSP. God damn it. Uh, I, I can play that. I played the demo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. A couple of these I'm going for just pure, pure pain for you, by the way. Because I know what the people oh, want. Oh, believe me. It, it'll get us the more The feeling's money. mutual. Yeah, go fuck yourself. So, uh... Oh, man. This game... To play an hour of this is going to be torture. Uh, for the PlayStation 2, the horribly transferred Secret Agent Clank. <laughs> you bastard. It, it's awful. <laughs> it's so... It wasn't even that good on the PSP. It, it just has no soul, but the PS2 one... The, oh, God. It's terrible. Um, one for the PlayStation 2 that I actually really like... And I know some other people really like it, but I think you're going to hate it. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. Oh, fuck yeah. I like that game. Oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> Nobody voted on that one. Uh, and then my number six out of my 12. See, I have all my, all 12 of mine picked already. Uh, Mark doesn't. Uh, but my number six. <laughs> Lair. You know, I will I will give that a try with the without the motion controls. All right. I actually wanted to try that after they came came out with it's, that patch, but there's no way I was going to even as, spend a cent on it. Yeah, it's not. I know you're a layer apologist. <laughs> I'm not an apologist. It's just not as bad. I'm not yeah. saying it's good. I'm saying it's not as bad as people are letting on. <laughs> well, you sold your copy of Haze, right? I don't have to worry about that one. I got rid of that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean okay, that I good. can't maybe go find. Uh, I have until Friday, so I can. I, well, I told uh, Zavari today. I was talking to Zavari on. Uh, chat today because what i was doing at work was just insanely tedious so i had to sit at my desk all day 
So I was talking to him for like four hours, and I go, maybe I should just run and buy a copy of Kingdom Hearts real quick. <laughs> but I already own it. The first one. I thought you owned I know, the I own one. it. Well, uh, oh. Nabashine sent me the second one, but I have the first one. Oh, well, fuck that then. I've played like 50 hours of the first one. Oh my god. That's why I maybe hate the buy, series uh, so much. <laughs> maybe I'll go buy Haze. <laughs> I'm sure I get that for a nickel. Uh, yeah, well, actually, if you got me Kingdom Hearts, I could probably finish it finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number three, you son of a bitch. Okay, this one you might actually like, and uh, I'm throwing this in there because I actually got this from Sigma Omega. He picked it up for me. Uh, Blood Will Tell for PS2. It's a very little-known action game for PS2. But I remember it's, hearing it's actually, about it. It's pretty good. I think you might actually like that one. Next up is a PS1 semi-classic and one of my favorites, Skull Monkeys. Oh, I've played that. Yeah, that it's is also that, a very... Was, it's all claymated. Yeah. It's also oh, a very tough platformer. you sent me the video platformer. for that one time. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. finally, a game I know you put a ton of time into already, but I thought it might be oh, time you get back into it. Eye of oh, Judgment. <laughs> But if somebody picks that, you have to set all the shit up for it. I don't care. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I enjoyed Eye of Judgment. I just never played it again. Both times you played it? <laughs> yeah, we played it. At t- yeah, I, I did like it. I, I honestly did. I was enjoying it but because I was winning. I was fucking winning. <laughs> Took Lidke's ass out. Fuck him. Uh. Yeah. Oh, wow. I Where the hell is my Eye of Judgment? Somebody must have borrowed it. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, I've, the, the copy I have is on like pretty much permanent borrow from a friend of mine because he doesn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've got it somewhere. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. So there you go, uh, six of the twelve, and uh, we, like I said, we have to veto one of the titles before we get started. So that's why I made sure to throw two sports games in right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got I've got some gems in my collection that I'm gonna put in there for the other six, so don't worry. Yeah, you've got some weird shit in your collection. You're gonna you're gonna really fuck me over, I think. Uh-huh. If Just it ain't remember, obscure, I, I don't Platypus like it. On PSP. Yeah, I could probably play that for an hour. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> oh, maybe Lano. I don't know. Uh all right. <laughs> Emails. Yeah, like I said, I didn't have time to do voicemails tonight, so I apologize. I know we have a lot of them, but I just, yeah, did not have the time. Uh, You want to read the first one? You want me to? I can. Uh, Hey, guys, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and say that you have the best podcast ever or anything like that. You hear that crap enough. Just joking, boys. I love what you're doing and tune in every week. Keep it up. Now for the questions. (laughs) Number one. Where do you recommend I look for a 16 gigabyte or 32 gigabyte memory card for my PSP 2000? I'm looking for the cheapest online, offline, or wherever. Number two, I'm considering purchasing the Williams Pinball Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Actually, it's it's not Williams Pinball Gottlieb Hall of Fame. It's Gottlieb Pinball Hall of Fame. There's a Williams collection and there's a Gottlieb collection. Yeah. Uh. Uh, considering purchasing it off the PSN store for his PSP, that way he'd have it on his memory stick wherever he goes. Should I go ahead and get it or hold out and hope that the Williams pinball game gets put on PSN? I've heard the later Williams game is much better. Any help here? 
Well, that's all I can think of right now. Thanks again, and keep bringing this shit up every week from Daniel. Uh, <laughs> number one, buy.com is where I got my 16 gig memory stick from, and I think I paid like 65 or so. Yeah, I think you can get, I get, get a 16 even cheaper than that nowadays. You probably can. Um, just, yeah, I would go to buy.com, watch there. Even like, I don't know, keep your eye on sites like techdealdigger.com and stuff like that pops tech up. Techbargains. Yeah, if you've never actually ordered from buy.com before, you can get coupon codes for first time customers. Go to dealcoupon.com and you can find some, which you could take some money off it. I don't know if they actually make an actual, a real 32 gigabyte memory stick yet, do they? <laughs> I'm actually looking that up right now because um, I don't think they do either. I think Sony announced one at an electronic show, but I don't think there's one available yet. But you can get that adapter thingy that will take micro SD cards and put them into a memory stick adapter and give you basically 32 gigabytes of memory. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure like the only place to get that, you can get them on eBay. Um, just do some searching. You can probably find a reputable seller for it, but it will it will actually act like a 32 gigabyte memory stick for your PSP. Now I have heard that the load times on it, like when it's just like going into a menu and pulling up stuff, is really slow compared to the real memory Ooh. sticks. So yeah, I, would, I I don't see a 32 anywhere. I just looked on three different sites, but you can get 16s for pretty damn like yeah. decent prices nowadays. And honestly, like and actually, you can fit a lot of stuff on a sixteen. Oh yeah, definitely. And if you have like um, an old memory stick, just you know, anything that you don't play that much, just put on that memory stick and then like stick it in your carrying case because a memory stick is a hell of a lot easier to carry around than a UMD. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Let's see. Well, actually, sixteens are getting really hard to find. Hmm. Yeah, just do a Google search. Uh, just type in you know memory stick pro duo uh, sixteen GB for gigabyte. Uh, you'll find some pricing there. Amazon buy.com is always really good. That's where I get my stuff from. Usually uh, Newegg.com, but they're, they only have one right now. It's overpriced. So yeah, I would just, go to buy. just check around, but Google's your friend. Yeah. Buy.com is always really good to buy from. Yeah. Another uh, option. Actually, if you ever plan on getting a PSP go, get an M two memory stick with a yeah. memory stick adapt or memory stick pro duo adapter. Because the pro the the Go uses M2s, which are the new format, and then you can use it in your old PSP and then transfer that over to the Go if you ever get one. I was going to do that, but right. then it was more expensive, and I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just going to get a regular one. <laughs> uh, and number two, considering purchasing Gottlieb Hall of Fame off of the store, Gottlieb's in no way bad. I mean, there's some great title. There's some great it's tables right. on that title. Yeah, but there yeah. there's some glitches in it. Um, it feels a little more stiff. And I would wait for Williams. Just the I like feel. the tables in Williams way better. Yeah, I mean, I I still play Gottlieb every now and then, but Williams, they 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 didn't just fix the bugs in Williams. They actually fixed how to play the game in Williams. So it, the progression feels a lot better. It's a lot easier. It's a lot more accessible, I guess you would say. Like I said, the one thing is Williams will kind of not be as good on the go because they give you an option to flip your PSP, uh, you know, sideways so that you're. But he's got a two thousand, you know, so the he's tables, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. He said two thousand. So yeah, I mean, Gottlieb's not bad, but I think it's kind of overpriced on the store too. If I remember right, I can't remember what the price is. Hmm. If it was ten bucks, it's worth it. 
But anything over ten for the Gottlieb, I don't think I get. Yeah, for Gottlieb, I uh, wouldn't Williams spend more than ten. Williams, yeah. I'd probably spend like fifteen to twenty if you're really into pinball. If you're just getting it to get it, then it's probably not worth that price. That's probably my top five all-time played games on the PSP is Williams. So for me, it. twenty bucks is nothing for that game. I play it constantly, and I have. I have Williams for PS3 that I bought a couple weeks ago, and I put Bastard. like five minutes into it. Um, but the the Medieval Madness table on that is fucking awesome. Yeah, Love yeah, it. I I need to get it. Still, I haven't ordered it yet. Yeah, Damn Mike it. PSN sent us a review, but we didn't have time to do that tonight. I didn't have time to even record it or anything. So yeah, cause yeah. I have to record that off of Skype, and then I have to run post processing, et cetera, et cetera. It's not something that I can do really quick. So well, I could, but yeah. it wouldn't sound very good. Um, all right, number two. This is from, and actually, you emailed these guys back, but it's it's a good uh, good point to bring up on the show. Uh, this is from Michael and Aaron Morris. I think it's just from Michael. I don't think Aaron has anything to do with this. <laughs> uh, it says, "Okay, I made a donation. I was wondering, <laughs> was wondering what I what did you guys or what what you guys will go by when selecting raffle ticket winners? Is it the VG Evo name or the PSN ID? Either way, my VG Evo ID is." What is with these numbers? Morami, I guess. And my PSN ID is Kung Fu Gold Chan. Nice. Um, basically, as long as you have your name in there, some kind of name, we'll be fine. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, you don't need to be a member of VG, but it'll get involved in this. My God, you don't need to be. I mean, we're we're part of Team VG, but that that's the team that we're a part of. You can be anybody out in the world as long as you have a way to donate the cash. That's all that really matters on this page uh it's it's actually the page that you go to is actually texas children's hospital it has nothing to do with any of us except for that it's set up for our group it's set up for ps nation but it resides actually at that hospital and that it's one great thing about this charity is that there's no overhead whatsoever the the money's going straight to the charity there's no administrative costs it's it's like zero overhead so everything's going right into the research and, and into the the cancer care so uh, all right. Then he says, if gaming continues to go down the, the co-op first, single player second road, it's going to be hard for me to keep up. I don't have the time, and all the guys I grew up with and, and played games with when I was younger are either broke as hell or have moved past gaming. <laughs> Nerds. Long story short, I always have to play with random gamers if I want to get into the online match. With games coming out being made primarily co-op with the option for single player, such as Borderlands, Left 4 Dead, or Resident Evil 5, do you think gamers like me are in trouble? I have a feeling that a game like Uncharted 3 is going to go down the co-op primary road, and that is going to piss me off. Cancer sucks. <laughs> Peace out, you drunk, sexy bastards. This is a smart man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Uncharted 3 going co-op primary. No, I don't think Uncharted 3 will ever go down that route. Because co-op will break the narrative. It, I just don't see that mm-hmm. happening. They, they're pretty much setting out to make a movie, and then the co-op was basically like a multiplayer add-on. Yeah. So Uncharted you're going to be fine with. I, I actually kind of feel um, this pain, though, because I'm I'm always one of those people that have preferred like the single-player experience, and I don't necessarily buy into the, the co-op makes everything better mentality that a lot of people get like with halo and right not i'm trying i'm not trying to single out 360 games here but like that's the big thing with like halo and gears of war is everybody's like oh my god you got to play it co-op and like now borderlands and like resident evil 5 and stuff like that i don't necessarily play these games co-op and honestly like especially with borderlands now like i rented it when it first came out 
And now I'm not going to get back to it for like another week or more. And That's most of my here. friends are, well, yeah, but I don't have time with like <laughs> Dragon Age either. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. when I get back to it, like everybody's going to be way higher level than me. Will I even have people to play with then? Or will I just let it sit on the shelf and collect dust? So, uh, you know, it's, it kind of sucks. I like, I hope games don't go down this co-op route. I, I prefer when it's a single player experience with co-op added. Like I love the first resistance because it was split screen co-op where you just shared the story. I didn't necessarily, I mean, resistance two's co-op was fun, but not what I wanted out of it. So I don't know. We played it a lot. And then all of a sudden it just fell off the map for all of us. I don't know what came out that maybe it was kills on two or something. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, Cause I was playing with Rubenstein a lot and we were getting in these big parties of eight and it worked really well. But I think with me, it started being, uh, number one, I don't like trusting other people. Cause every time I play a co-op game, no matter what, some a-hole in your group either runs way off into the distance where you can't help him and he's just doing his own thing. Uh, yeah. the team doesn't communicate or they just start stealing all the shit and you're kind of left, you know, in the lurch and, and, I thought Resistance 2 actually handled it better, but at the same time, I started realizing that I'm playing an MMO to a certain extent. So that got a little old, too, yeah, when you were kind of rehashing a lot of stuff, too. But, I, you know, I played Borderlands the other night, but they, they were at a, a much higher level than I was. And I really wasn't having a great time because the monsters they were fighting, I could barely put a dent into. Uh, right. You know, when they're getting 50, 60, 70 hit points a shot, and I'm getting one, 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 one. Uh, got a little old. So, yeah. It, it's it's one of yeah. those things where I, I'm trying to remember the last time I really played co-op that I enjoyed it. I think the Uncharted 2 co-op is going to be awesome. I'm really hoping to get with two other people in an Extra Life because we played the, the one in the beta. We played the co-op in the beta. Actually, I played with Jeff and a couple other people, and it was really good. I mean, it forced you mm-hmm. to work as a team, and I think that's a mechanic that more people need to figure out. But um, Yeah, I'm not a, I really liked Uncharted 2's co-op, but it was still yeah. the... It was the add-on, you know, it wasn't... You know, I, I like sharing the story and the co-op to a certain extent, but so many people just want to game it, you know, like, they don't care about the story. Like, I, I think that's where where I kind of fall off with, like, the Halo and Gears of War co-op, is that you're doing the story, but you don't really get into it, because you're going to sometimes be paired up with people who just don't care about that. They just want to, like, you know, crunch the numbers to make the game out of it. Right. And I and I, I don't know. That's why I like the split screen co-op and like Resistance 1 better because it's you and your buddy in the same room playing it on your terms. So you don't I mean well, even if it's even, your friends online, not everybody wants to play it the same way. Right. And even when I was playing Borderlands with those guys, I mean I know these guys. I've played games with them before. And I don't know many how many times I said, "Where the hell are you guys? How the hell did you get way over there?" Yeah. Because they're just playing their own way and and you know, I'm trying to get things upgraded on my weapons and everything else, and they're just blowing past everything, and all of a sudden, oh, we're traveling right. now. I'm like, what? I'm not even, what, what, what? And like, so. one of the best co-op games I've played in recent memory is actually Left 4 Dead, but that still suffers from the same oh. problem, where I'm, my gaming time is split between so many different games that I don't keep up with it. So the people I was playing Left 4 Dead with, like, were playing yeah. constantly, like, every night, and I was playing it maybe once a week. I was so far behind the curve that, you know, they're racing through these levels, racing ahead, and I'm left behind, like, okay, where do we go now? I haven't done this level yet. Exactly. You know, and I was having the same just, problem in Left 4 Dead. 
Yeah, and that's part of the reason. Like, I really like Left 4 Dead, but I have zero interest in Left 4 Dead 2 because of that. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, I wasn't really that hot on Left 4 Dead from the beginning, but, you know, I've got the PC one, and Eamon and I would get on and play, and we play with other people, and Eamon and I played really well together, but there were other people that would join in with us that, again, would just fly off almost to the end yeah. of the level when you're in the middle, and, and you have to play as a team on this game, and it was just, it was literally so maddening that I just said, I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, and I hate the people that get mad when you, like, don't know what you're supposed to do. And they're like, you're supposed to be here, yeah. you're supposed to watch my back. It's like... I don't know. It was like my first time playing yeah, the it. microphone, tell me that. Yeah, so anyway, to get back to his point, though, I I would much prefer the game stay separate. Like, if it's a game that's going to be co-op focused like Borderlands, be blatantly co-op focused like Borderlands is. Or if it's going right. to be like primarily single player, you know, make it like Uncharted or Ratchet or something like that. So I hope the two don't merge and everything becomes co-op. And like even look at like Call of Duty... World, uh, World War, uh, Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, they was didn't. Cool. Yeah, but like they didn't want to ruin the cinematic experience of the single player right. in that. Yeah, so Spec Ops I, mode looks awesome. Yeah, I'd much rather have it be like an additional mode that you don't really, you know, you can play if you want to, but it's not the meat of the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I. It, co-op to me, it's funny because everybody says that I, I blow it off because um, uh, I hate 360 or something, which is weird because there's co-op games on the PC as well. But I've never been big on co-op. And the the Uncharted 2 one interests me because it's got its own narrative. And like I said, it forces you to play as a team. It does. I mean, it, literally, you can't go any farther from these checkpoints until you actually work as a team. Yeah. Um, Left 4 Dead, I think, is done well in terms of working as a team. But you still have that. There's no stopgap to stop a person from running off too far. Right. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's frustrating as all hell. Um, yeah, and it, it's a big thing for me because I grew up in the eight and sixteen bit era where, you know, I would right. play games with my friends sometimes, but most of the time, like I'm playing games by myself, and that's where I I liked role playing games because you had a lengthy game that you just played by yourself and didn't really have to worry about anybody else. And that kind of carried over. Like I, we played a lot of multiplayer games, like in college and stuff, but they were multiplayer games, like playing GoldenEye multiplayer or Bomberman or something right. like that, or, or Mario Kart. You know, it yeah. just I, I I want the two to be separate, and I'm still not sold on the multiplayer experience. Like sometimes I don't want to play with people, or you know, like with people or against people. So see, that's where you that's and I differ me. so much. Yeah, and I'm see, I'm I- a curmudgeon gamer that hates people. But that, that I mean, that's the thing. I think your best enemy is a real person. It's not AI. And oh, I definitely that's agree. What I, I mean, love there's... so much about Call of Duty Four, and that's what I love so much about Killzone Two, and even Uncharted 2's multiplayer, which still surprisingly I'm playing like crazy. It's that yeah. it's not some AI loops that are running. It's it's somebody's brain that is going to try different shit every single time. And and oh, I totally that's, agree. That's I'd experience the same thing with Street Fighter. You know, I thought right. like, oh yeah, I used to play fighting games all the time in like college, and I realized that I was mostly playing fighting games against the computer because nobody else wanted to bother to play it. And then you know, yeah. when you actually get to play these against people, you're like, wow, this is a completely different game. So you know, I totally see that. I just don't necessarily get the enjoyment out of a lot of the genres out there that are multiplayer. Well, you suck. <laughs> oh, I'm awesome. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to our last email here. Is it my turn or your turn? Your turn. 
All right. This is from Big Sexy. (laughs) I challenge Ben X with this poem. I spy with my little eye a podcast that won't go bye-bye. I love show. You're the greatest of them all. I've been listening since last fall. You're so great. It almost makes me cry. I listen 24-7, so I just may die. Keep up your good work. And if you don't have a PlayStation, you're a dork. Work and dork don't exactly rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they might be spelled the same, but... <laughs> uh, ben X better send us a poem to start Extra Life off with. That, uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah, he'll curb stomp Something this guy Something about beating Hudson and Bomberman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, all right. Well, uh, we wanted to keep this a little bit shorter because we have this huge uh, discussion. And we failed. About Uncharted 2. <laughs> Actually, no, I think we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be pretty good, so... Uh, as you'll hear, Chris Riccio from Interactive Distractions joins us for uh, a, a very spoilerific discussion, a little a little off-track discussion about uh, Uncharted 2. We jump all over the place as usual, but uh, Chris had just beaten it on uh, Crushing uh, that day that we recorded, mm-hmm. so he, he had a much fresher view of the game than, than Mark and I did, but uh, uh, I think we had some, some great discussion and some great, uh, some great points, and uh, hopefully people will enjoy it. Like I said, you're going to hear the comedian, and then you're going to hear uh, a couple of times, and then uh, the discussion <laughs> will, will start. So uh, if you don't want to listen to that, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Please get out to psnation.org. Look for our uh, Extra Life page on psnation.org. At the very top is a link to our uh, a page over on Texas Children's Hospital. Uh, hit that red donate button and... Uh, Donate some cash, get get a chance to or a few chances to win some of these awesome prizes. Thanks to everybody that that has donated prizes. And like I said, keep your eye on that page. That's kind of the master page out on psnation.org uh, because there's a limitation on the on the Texas Children's Hospital one. Uh, I can only put so much in. So keep your eye on the psnation.org page. Uh, any prizes that are added, any you know, if we if we decide like at a certain time we're going to do something, we'll probably put it up on that page. Uh, so bookmark that page if you can, or just check it out. You'll always see that banner at the top of the page when you get to it. Uh, but yeah, get out there and help us out, please. And uh, again, join us on Friday and Saturday. We're going to need the company. Uh, you can help out Makula, get to 100K, and uh, maybe play some Warhawk with us with all of our European listeners that want to get on and play. So I think we're going to have a fun time. Uh, yeah, And Francois, <laughs> don't forget. Oh, and, oh yeah, Francois is going to be there. Uh, I think nine nine, nine volts going to show up for nine a little volt. while. Two hands, Revy's going to show up. Nine volt. Uh, I think even Scott Sauer said he's going to show up Friday night because they're starting Saturday morning. So uh, <laughs> we might we might have a few guests here and there peppered in. But um, yeah, join us if you can and keep us company. And I'm I'm pretty much going to guarantee that last few hours is going to be really funny to see. <laughs> As our our uh, trip into senility just uh it, it's gonna be a nice smooth transition i think so oh my god i need energy drinks yeah a lot and coffee and i think electroshock i'm not sure yeah bring so, your own uh, caffeine yeah oh yeah uh well for mark and myself thanks for listening have a good week go play some games uh if you're gonna stick around enjoy the comedian and enjoy our uncharted 2 discussion have a good week peace Extra life, yo. fuck cancer Fuck cancer. So, basically it came down to we don't know if a cancer man can be funny.
Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot to work with here. It's not really been tried on a lot of morning shows. I tell Let's you get what, a cancer man on the tell air. you what, if you are, if he's funny. If this works out where you're funny, sure. Morning shows around the country will be finding <laughs> cancer patients. Hit Stay tuned. Give it up after this cancer boy. <laughs> right. So the question came down to: We don't know, but we need to fill time on this show. <laughs> so, so Dwayne, do you feel you're up to it? So here's my answer. All right. Although I will be in the throes of battling this potentially deadly disease. I just can't abide having you guys run over to those Channel 6 people. (laughs) In my absence, as you always do. Yeah. Well, Ted's a good friend. Or God forbid, should Carrie fall sick or need a vacation day, you're right back to the Channel 6 people. And I'm saddened. It It would not help my health. Yeah. Or my, you know, I could, I would be. I'm saddened to see you guys settle for the Ted Perrys. <laughs> oh, oh man, what are you the, doing? the Van Voren. Ted, the, Ted and Tim are good friends of the ours. The Joes on the goes. Yeah, they're very comp. They're very good at what. My the, goodness, I must, think I've it, heard Scott Steele on these airways. Have I not? It must. I be, have too. It must be the medicine. It's, are, are you on? Are you high? Are you high right now on some medicine? Do you deny that I've heard Scott Steele on these airwaves? Yes, you have, because Brian said, why don't you put some peanut butter on that dog's balls <laughs> <laughs> to Scott Steele? Yeah, so it wasn't like, you know, we were being nice. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's looking at you like, this wasn't on my watch. <laughs> Not on my watch! Not why I was here! <laughs> no, yeah, clearly. Because Brian is, uh, Brian's not a spunky supporter. No. <sighs> Glad to hear that. <laughs> No, you hurt me when you go. Brian actually is, thinks that dog is drugged. <laughs> <laughs> That's why no. I want to put the peanut butter there. <laughs> See if he goes for it. Sure. And if he doesn't, you know they've you know got him. Yeah, they you know normally he's, would sure, you yeah. know go after that. Normally they'll go after him without peanut butter. Sure. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I know I would. So with a little inducement, you know. But he's that, heavily sedated. That saying. dog is heavily sedated. <laughs> sure. That peanut butter is going to make a difference. <laughs> so anyway, because otherwise a dog isn't that comfortable. You know, on the we television just talked to Ted yesterday too. Well, now you hurt me when you go the Ted route because you know Ted's a friend. I'm, right? Ted's a fine gentleman, a respected and able journalist and yeah. anchorman. Yeah, and a personal friend. You sure? But <laughs> I ask you, Wonder is Ted talks- Perry? Has he been officially deemed, quote, the best guest, unquote, of the Bob and Brian program? Nay. Not in Milwaukee Magazine. Nay. Nay. No. You're right. So clearly, when you you go with the Ted Perry. Dwayne is an evil genius here because he knows Ted Perry can't come out and slam a cancer patient. (laughs) I'm Teflon. I'm the Teflon cancer man. This is... This is astounding. You're right. And right. Tim would never do it, no. even if you weren't sick. No. Because Tim is... He's I, he's I, too nice a guy for right. us to even know. I'm not even sure. comfortable around Tim because he's so nice. nice. Such a nice guy. Yeah. He is a nice guy. Yeah. But he hasn't been... God bless him, but he hasn't been picked the best guest. So no. anytime you go running over to Channel 6, as you often, often do, sadly, you're settling for less than the best. Oh, boy. So Clay, I think Clay, it's, Clayfish pops mm. up here from time to time too. Joel does. 
He'll show up from time to time. Does he? Yeah. We Kathy like Cat Michael, Michael B. B. We Dar- like Strell till you fired him. <laughs> <laughs> Michael B's always welcome. Sure, sure. We've had Sally on. I've just noticed it seemed to be kind of a trend. You guys are running over there. A lot. I think you're. I think you're a little skewed on <laughs> this. Carrie gets a little sore throat, and boom, I'm hearing God knows who from sure. over there. Joe and sure. the Gold. Stacia. So Stacia, I get. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> She's pretty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And talented. All right, no good. All right, so that one's okay. So I feel it's my responsibility to the show mm-hmm. to be here. Continuing Great. to contribute my unique, fascinating insights into the inside story. You know what we have to do, future. Brian? We we have to bring the, them together. You know, just, you know. Put them on a sandbar, yeah. give them wine. Right. <laughs> see if they have sex. The so. Tim Van Vorens, the Ted Perrys, and you, me. You, yeah. Well, we see each other. I know. We see each other socially often, and out of this context, right. we're, we're good friends. Right. And it's not about friendship. It's not a personal thing. It's about <laughs> this program and what's best for Shouldn't it. Shouldn't Perry and be it's, calling right now? I, I can't believe he hasn't called yet. Sure. No, give, no don't. No. <laughs> he, why? You're Teflon. <laughs> he can't touch you. He's, Ted will beat us up. Yet? No, don't try to get a little <laughs> row going here. A little, a little. My, it's what not happened? A, excuse me. It's not. A, it's not me. I was not the one who determined that I was the best guest. It, it was, was a it third was an party. Independent, it, was an, it was a third yeah, party. Independent. Yeah, it was eight years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You kind of got to let that go because I can't use my my voice uh, or whatever right, that I won from Zahn. I haven't brought that up. Sure, in a few you can. Years. Sure, you can. <laughs> You think there's not a little dust on my Emmy Award? <laughs> I'm still an Emmy Award winning reporter. Yeah, we know. <laughs> that that yeah. thing's turning green, man, but I'm still <laughs> an Emmy Award winner. That, you know, it's true. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, so it's not. So I, uh, I expect with God's blessing, just like. You know, Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France. And and he's leading it again right now. He's back out in front by like four minutes. And uh, Ryan Longwell will kick footballs in Green Bay, and I, too. Well, you're never going to kick footballs in Green Bay or no. win the Tour de France. No, no. You're, you're not going to get that That's good. That's not my lot in life. <laughs> but I also don't think Lance Armstrong will be doing Emmy Award-winning reporting on Channel 12, I... nor contributing the inside story to the Bob and Brian Morning sure. Program. Right. So that's my... sure. That's my so, contribution. So you're going to, to you're going to God be, willing, I will so be doing So let me this. just get this straight. In a nutshell, Dwayne, <laughs> you're going to beat this cancer thing not because you have the will to live, but because you, just you don't, don't want, want Ted Perry out of your stuff. <laughs> showing up <laughs> in your guys getting my stuff in your spot on the Bob and Brian show. Good enough for me. <laughs> oh that works for me absolutely. <laughs> We have warned you many a time in the last couple minutes. This is going to be a spoiler-rich environment, uh, and we're going to be talking all things Uncharted 2. Uh, so, you know, myself and Mark, as normal, but we are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Christopher Riccio from the Interactive Distractions podcast, one of the podcasts on the VGEVO podcast network. How's it going, sir? What up, people? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Glad, glad to... 
be doing this because I've been been itching to do spo- something spoiler filled for Uncharted for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I need to give shit away. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And we better do this now before I forget everything about the game since it's already. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played the single player for a couple of weeks now. And, and although it was funny, we were all playing multiplayer one night and Revy had just bought the game. So everybody that would join up to the group were like, don't say anything about the game because Revy doesn't have it or he hasn't played through it yet. And then somebody slipped in and said something. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Revy. <laughs> Alina dies. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I, I don't even know where you guys really want to start. But, you know, we, we've talked ad nauseum about the graphics, about, you know, all the other stuff, the technical stuff. I guess what we really want to talk about is the story and 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 you know the script and and just even some of the emotions maybe that that came out of this game uh i'll be honest i got a little choked up at a couple of points so it was uh, i'm I yeah well, i'm a I, I i'm a feeling man it's yeah so anything, i guess it's, we'll it's just one of those things that this is the first game that i've played in a very long time that actually you know, it actually sparked some sort of emotion, you know, with whether it be excitement or anxiety or, you know, just, just remorse or worry, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it's, I haven't felt that way in a game in a very long time. And, and that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons I kind of wanted to talk about it because it's, it was so engaging to that respect that I just, oh, I, I'm itching mm-hmm. to, to just talk about it. So all I felt was frustration at a couple parts. <laughs> oh well there's a lot of that too especially if you play it on crushing <laughs> holy shit yeah i'm not looking forward to that actually i kind of yeah, am not good. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I, when we get I close to the end i'll give you up. a little trick to beat the last guy on crushing oh please do i didn't really get choked up or anything but there were a couple of moments where i really got into it and like stuff that made me jump and actually worry about the characters a little bit but the elena part was not one of them oh See, really the elena part really? I, I did I like my reaction was there's no fucking way they're gonna kill her oh i i was thinking <laughs> that too but I, at the same time i was like no 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 they can't no no that didn't know no, <laughs> yeah did not kill no elena's i actually dead. thought chloe was gonna die at the part where like nate's walking up to her and then the, the dude gets up behind her and then right. everything starts tumbling off the edge i actually thought she was gonna die there but i didn't yeah. think for a second elena was Hmm. Yeah, actually, that's true. But um, so yeah, I, I guess let's, to, let's try to maybe go through the storyline a little bit, just as we remember it, because um, I don't remember every single scene or anything. But uh, okay. you know, it starts off with a bang. I mean, you know, you start off right away in the train wreck, and you know, you're, you're going through all this yeah. climbing and everything else. And it it was kind of cool because I, I showed this game to a friend of mine this weekend uh, that was very interested in it and had not played the first one. So I showed him one, and then I showed him two. And Huge he difference. was really, yeah, well, yeah, it, it was, it was really, oh, I didn't realize how big of a difference there are between the games until I went back and played Uncharted 1 mm-hmm. uh, this last weekend. I, I was really surprised, but you could kind of see it in his face that he was just already kind of pulled in when you, you know, you have to climb off the train and everything else. And it was funny because I was getting screwed up because I was talking to him and telling him about the game at the same time when I was playing it. So I was actually getting a little lost here and there. <laughs> uh, and then, and he started listening to our show. So then, he uh, when Flynn popped up on the screen, I had to explain to him that's who we're calling Martin and everything else. But <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> it starts off with you know with with them talking and and going to the museum, and that's essentially your tutorial 
to get uh, you know which to get goes on too long in my opinion. I I would agree. It's the the climbing while it's cool and all. I just think that they they could have made it less. And mm-hmm. and not even that. Not not only that, but did you really have to make me do it again? Really? Yeah. The, yeah you know, that was a little... All the impact of the train was ruined by making you redo it halfway through the game. Yeah. And yeah. the other you know, thing that really got me is it, it takes away from that entire sequence because the entire part part that you you go through it the second time he's not saying the same shit. No, and yeah. like you're like great, he's making new comments. That's funny, but do I really have to climb the fucking train again? Like they could have just had him like come to in the snow and like wander to some point where he passes out saying the same stuff. Yeah, true. I would have much preferred that. Yeah, I would have too. It would have it would have made things a lot less tedious. Um, I really don't see the point in making you do it again, especially if they're changing all the dialogue. Because now it feels like, you know, that first chapter never really happened. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I know why they did it that way because they wanted to keep the suspense of, uh, you know, to build up to that point again. But I don't know. I just think that they could have they could have used the same either use if they're going to do it that way, use the same dialogue and, you know have him when he like at the end of chapter one, when he falls over and, and, and passes out, you know, to the point where you're going to, to the museum, um, have him start, have that be his recollection. And now he remembers everything that happened. There's no reason to right. go through it again and have basically the entire story sequence changed. Cause that's right. kind of, that's basically what happened. Right. Hmm. Hmm, I yeah. agree, but yeah, I, I I was a little I was a little taken aback by that too. I mean, all of a sudden, I actually thought the game glitched. I was like, "What the? <laughs> I, didn't I do this already? Yeah. What, what the hell's going on here?" Oh um, no, I'm back at chapter one. Yeah, shit. Yeah, we found a bug. Yeah, it, it was it was a little <laughs> weird, but um, I don't know. I, I think that's probably one of the only things that really detracted in the game for me this time, though. It, it wasn't like the jet skis or anything like that. It, it was tedious, but. I think it's just because we were so spoiled by everything else in the game. Yeah, the museum, I think it was a little bit too long, but I, I, I kind of understand why they did it. Not only just the training, but to kind of... Oh, see, I the liked characters. the museum sequence. I liked that a lot. Yeah. I really did. You know, it was, it was, it was very... It was introducing you to the stealth gameplay, and you yeah. know, I, I actually really enjoyed that. I thought, it, I thought that was a little bit too long, and some of that could have just been told with cutscenes instead of making you do a lot of it. Yeah, but then people Probably. will bitch because there's too many cutscenes. Well, see, here's my problem, because like I said <laughs> when I reviewed it, is that I didn't get into it until you get to, was that Borneo? Borneo, yeah. Because there was something that felt really disjointed about it to me. I like the story like with the characters and the dialogue and everything, but there's something about the way it jumped from like the museum to wherever you were in the jungle. Wait, was it Jungle Borneo? Yeah, Borneo is yeah. the jungle. And then you okay, go to... It was after the jungles when I really got into it because there's something about the way it just kept jumping from location to location that I didn't like. It felt disjointed. The locations, like the Borneo especially, didn't feel big enough to me. Like how the first Uncharted takes place in basically two locations and they feel huge, where Borneo is like this kind of small little jungle and then they just kind of wander up a path to these ruins and be like, oh, hey, everything we need is right here. But nobody happened to notice that when they had an army of mercenaries combing the island. <laughs> You know what I mean? Now I think you're looking too deep into it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just it felt. (laughs) I see where you're going. I see what you're saying. Yeah, especially because I had just finished the first Uncharted right before I played it, so everything felt huge in that one, and that just felt too small. But then once you get to Nepal, 
Yeah. It, like the, the old feeling came back and like everything felt huge and sprawling again. And that was when I really got into it. There's just something about those first couple sections. I don't know if it felt like they padded out the museum too much and then Borneo got like scrunched into one short level to me or what. But the other thing, Sully should have been in the game more. I was really sad that he was pretty much gone after Borneo. Yeah, after Borneo, he just left. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sully's older and some of the stuff that they were doing. I think think also you don't want to have too many characters in there. And with Chloe and Elena throughout most of the story uh back and yeah. forth i think you would just have too much going on chloe and elena and the red shirt yeah the red yeah, shirt exactly. I, I felt bad for him actually <laughs> just get a cap. it's like as soon as i saw them it's like oh it's chloe and a red shirt oh he's dead <laughs> <laughs> i was like I, I know he's dead it's like i what was his name it was like john or something i don't fucking remember but. yeah uh, Ensign uh, Johnson, uh, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought the the constant like double crossing with Chloe and Flynn and everything was going to get really old really fast, but it never did to me. I think they handled that really, really well. So you still had to kind of guess whose side she was on some of the time. And right. Flynn, I mean, they pretty much, you know, key in as the bad guy early on. But Flynn yeah, you wanted to kill by cool. chapter six. So, yeah. And and they yeah. wrote him really well because he was kind of like that stereotypical, even an Indiana Jones foe, where he doesn't know everything. He always relied on somebody else to get him through the brainy stuff, but he's he's sneaky and evil enough to always get get by. But he's yeah. always the one that you just know this guy's going to meet a really disgusting end. Yep, and his end was very fitting, and it, I thought it was actually very fitting the way he tried to take out. You know, Drake and Drake, Elena and Chloe yeah. with him. Drake and Chloe. That was a uh, that was a pretty surprising move on 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 his part, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, because in reality, throughout the entire you know throughout the entire game, he's all worried about me, 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 and then he just kind of says, "Oh, he forgot to leave me the pin," and just lets the thing explode. And you know, it's yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of we're jumping way ahead of ourselves, by the way. Sure, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we're just all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. I thought I, I think it was very unusual for his character personally. I, I actually thought it was fitting because he pretty much figured, you know, he got fucked out of whatever he wanted, so he was going to try to fuck them too as his last right. last it resort. Was his last fuck you. That's yeah. true. Okay, I see that. I see that angle. I see that. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. <laughs> I was just surprised that he did it because he was never really he was never really personified as a tough guy. And at the end, that was one of those tough guy moves. Like I'm taking all of you with me to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, so I, was I don't know if it was so much one. tough guy. Is like he just got the shit beat out of him, and then by what's the his nuts? Yeah, like he was just playing with him and be like, "Here's a grenade. See how long you can hold it." And he, you know. Managed to hold it long enough till they got there. Eh, possibly, yeah. So I don't know. Well, we jumped way ahead, but we can we can always track back too. Um, track back. So you start. Yeah, yeah you mean, start out in chapter one. You're climbing the train, and uh, he hobbles through the snow, and that's when memories start coming back, right? Yeah. So right. Um, you figure out that he's that he's gonna he's following um trying to find find uh shoot what was it a lamp. That Marco Polo yeah, yeah, museum oil lamp, yeah, yeah. So he tries to find this oil lamp, and that's where you get to the museum, which you guys didn't like. No, I liked. I it. I liked it. I just thought, it, thought was it was a too little long. too long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wanted, like, I wanted to I get, know, to the, maybe, get to the punchline a little bit. I don't know if it was because I played it on hard, but you know, like it got old sneaking around trying to take the guys out after a while. It's like, okay, I just want to move on and get to the next part of the game. You'll, you'll find that when you go through it again, that it's really not as long as you think. Huh. But because of the fact that you're sneaking around and being very careful, it seems longer. Because the second time through on Crushing, when I played it on Crushing, I went through that chapter like it was nothing. Okay. Because you know, I knew exactly where I was going. I knew exactly where all the enemies were, where I, you know, that I had to knock out and shit like that. So it, it, it was probably just that because you were being so careful, trying not to get caught, that's why it felt a little bit longer. But, you know, your second right. time through, you'll probably blitz through it. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I see. Um, yeah, so you get you, you get through uh, you get through the museum and you get your first your first uh, double cross of the day, and yeah. uh, Flynn leaves you there one of to, many. Be, to be arrested. Yeah, one of many, uh, which I actually really liked. I, I, I think Mark is right on with with how they handled the double crosses in this in this one. And uh, I mean, the thing that sticks out to me the most about this game is the script. I, I think the script is fantastic through and through. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't ever, I didn't ever go. Oh, come on! To any of the lines or anything like that. It's it's just solid from beginning to end, and that's what's so enthralling about it to me. There's one part of the story that I don't like, but I'll save it for when we get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't enough dragons in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we had yetis. That's good enough. <laughs> True. Um. So so you know you go to prison and and uh, your your buddy Sully shows up to get you out of there with Chloe. Uh, Wait, we already talked about her, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> well, we what, were around too far. No, I did. We didn't talk about him getting out of prison. Oh, well, it's like yeah. a two second scene. Well, it's still well, part of the story. Was, Jesus. <laughs> then I was moving on to the city, you know, and uh, you drive, Mark. No. No, go for it. I don't know where are we at now. <laughs> Nepal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Actually, we haven't even gotten to Borneo yet. <laughs> oh. Okay, they go to Borneo, find the ships washed up on shore, uh, climb up a path to a mountain where all the guys missed something obvious and all the stuff's in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all of uh, Marco Polo's um, crew it had uh, killed themselves in a, in a cave. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where you find out, you know, uh, that's where you get the dagger, I believe, right? And uh, yeah, the dagger that opened yeah. the key, the golden compass to, you know, Shambhala. Yeah. Or they find more of the resin and he has that cool, cool blue glowing torch. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, is a great uh, naked visual out. effect, by the way. Yeah. And then you see uh, Nate and um, Sully jump like 8,000 feet to the water below and survive and swim away. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. To their death. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> And Blagojevich is like, ah. <laughs> Blagojevich. <laughs> Get them. Um, yeah, and then, then, but so that, that after that, they uh, basically throw you into Nepal where, mm-hmm. where, they, where everything really starts to pick up. And that's, that's like, yeah. that's where the demo was. That's where, you know, everything really started to really pick up and, and it started to get really, really impressive visually. And, you know, you really right. started to feel some of that verticality that you felt in games like uh, um, Infamous and um, Crackdown and stuff like that. Because, you know, you go to the top right. of that hotel and just yeah, ridiculous awesome. amounts of stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, actually, that's, I encountered a glitch on top of the hotel. 
Because, you, you know, like yeah. you get on top and then you grab the zip line and, you know, slide down like you see in the, the demo from way back when. Right. Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, it didn't trigger the cutscene that let you, that like triggered them talking and then you grabbing the zip line. Like I got on top of the hotel and then nothing happened. Like it, there's no prompt to grab the zip line or anything. So like I kind of just walk around and like walk back down, walk back up. Then all of a sudden it triggered it. Hmm. Mark really Sanger, weird. breaker of video games. No doubt. Oh, that's Acupilot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, board, or Nepal is really where it started grabbing me again, because it really does th- literally throw you into the action. Like, no, no setup. Doubt. Like, Nate's just driving down the street, and you see, like, resistance fighters and stuff, and then this big-ass truck starts bearing down on him, and it takes off from there. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where it, you start getting into some of the more interesting platforming too to get to get around, because um, it just it, it you know I, I liked being able to to navigate a city that way, you know, with mm-hmm. un, you know Uncharted and as as opposed to it always being a jungle or just some sort of temple, you know, yeah. I loved the the difference <laughs> in the environments throughout the game, and uh, it's one of the things that that you know this we just did our last episode on on Uncharted the entire way, and and during it we you know that was one of the things that we mentioned we loved really just a lot because there's so many different environments and every, t- every time you thought you've seen it all, Oh, here's something else. And you're just, yep. you're blown away by the way they do it. And, and, uh, right. you know, they just yeah. did a great job. The variety now, is it's, really good. It, it's in Nepal that you run into Elena, right? Yep. Correct. And the Elena and the red shirt. <laughs> like, like I said, it's been about three weeks, so you got to remember, you know, I'm old, <laughs> uh, but you run into her. Yeah. You run into her in the red shirt. Who's, who's running the camera. And of course he's the, the wildcat, you know, nothing scares me. Cameraman. I'm, I'm going to run into the action dude. And that kind of crap. Um, but it was nice. Cause you didn't have to dick with that guy too long. And, uh, he meets his untimely, you know, red shirt death. Okay. Can and, we talk uh, about that really quick? Were you guys yeah. pissed off about that? I mean, because it's like you spend an entire chapter dragging this motherfucker oh my around, God. and then oh, Levara, yeah. Levara bitch comes up and shoots him in the head. It's like, dude, I just spent the <laughs> entire fuck, chapter man? dragging his ass up here, man. Why? See, I actually like that. I'm like, when I was carrying the dude, I'm like, this is possibly the best um, fuck escort mission I've ever played in a video game because it didn't piss huh. me off. Oh, no, I agree. It didn't piss me well, off. No, but it's just the whole point that you did all that work and then he just gets shot in the head indiscriminately. Well, yeah, exactly. I think the, the, the whole point of that was just to prove how evil Blagojevich is. Blagojevich? <laughs> he can't be Blagojevich. He doesn't have any hair. Oh, that's true. To be Blagojevich, you have to have perfect hair. My hair. My hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like, um, I actually felt bad when he just like up and shoot. He's like, "Oh, you carried him all the way up here. That's too bad." Cap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was cool the way that they introduced Elena. Number one, I always liked the the character of Elena. So, uh, glad that she's in the game as much as she is, and you know, you, you get away from Blagojevich, and and actually. That's this is the one section that really screwed with me a little bit because I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do, and that's when you get into that into that battle at the train uh, at the train yards. Oh, and you're inside yeah. that train car, and I'm like, am I supposed to jump out and run? Some? What the mm-hmm. hell am I supposed to do? And I, I, I you died jump a few out, times you're dead in an instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, I had some patience and I waited and I took out the snipers and everything else, and then she drove up. And I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, right uh, as the guys with the miniguns are coming out. I'm like, thank you, God. Oh my God. <laughs> That's perfect Yeah, I, I was getting a little freaked out. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I don't have the right guns for this shit. What the fuck? I'm out of, yeah. I'm out of grenades, damn it. Yeah. And, and then you know, it the, takes those three or four grenades to kill those damn things. Oh, definitely. And then the scene that um, when I was playing the game Wet, and they had the, a similar thing where you're jumping from car to car, and I was playing Wet, and I'm like, wow, they really should have done this like Uncharted 2 did. <laughs> it really sucked in wet and uncharted 2 i mean i'm playing i'm playing that where you're jumping from vehicle to vehicle and way way better done and and just like how so i haven't i haven't played time. wet so forgive my ignorance but but how, how so what's just really bad it's it's all this slow-mo matrix effect stupid crap but you couldn't aim at anybody because even the cars you're shooting at are zipping around so much you can't you can't aim you just can't get anybody, um, but just not as over the top. And Uncharted Two did it so much better, where it actually seemed like something that could actually happen to a certain extent. It was more like watching an Indiana Jones movie. So you didn't think that the, just, the, the, the 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 trucks that you jumped on stuck around for a little bit too long? Well, sure they did, but that was a that was a timing thing. You had to do a certain thing right. to trigger the next event. I mean that's yeah. a game device. That's I mean I'm not going to bag. Them oh no, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. disagree. I'm just saying that that it it was they made it relatively easy because of that. You know, sure. I, I definitely I understand why they did it, but you know. Yeah, uh, but I really man, I just enjoyed the hell out of that scene, and and it from there on, I honestly don't have any complaints about. I, I really don't have any complaints about the main gameplay of the you know throughout the game. I, I just really loved it from beginning to end, and and so I'll, I'll let you guys take over and and talk about your little foibles. <laughs> and I'm sure Mark right, has well, tons well, of complaints. Skipped, which part are we at now? We, we're we kind of skipped over the train altogether. Well, not yet. Oh yeah, that's where I was getting to. But oh man, the train makes that game. Oh, jumping from truck to truck is after the train, isn't it? No. It's yeah, before. that's at the end. Trucks are at the end. The train was first. The tr- yeah, the train is really? before the trucks. The trucks, the trucks yep. is before the monastery. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. See? <laughs> Way to go, man. Sorry. So, uh, no, that, okay, that, here's the train scene. Yeah. The, train, the train is super long. Okay. Yeah. And that's, but I, I, when I said that the, the anxiety was building up, the train scene is where it really started. When, between chapters, yeah. when, when you're fighting the helicopter... Oh and God. the helicopter blows the train apart, and that one car is tumbling down the track. And it, right before it hits you, you go into the tunnel. Yep. Yeah. That was that. My heart was like racing at that. That. Scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it really got me. And that shit never happens when I'm playing a game. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't pull me in like that. And but that <laughs> that scene really got me. Um, but I a actually, lot of people said that I they thought died that, once. I actually died once because I was looking at, at how cool everything looked, and I wasn't paying attention. And, the, and the, <laughs> I was hanging off the building, and this thing came by, bing, bing, bong, and just knocked me off. Oh, you got hit by one of the lights? <laughs> I got yeah. hit by one of those, too, because I didn't realize what it was. Like, it was. I was, like, <laughs> dodging the dude shooting at me, and it's like, ding, 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 bonk. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, I was, my, my jaw was up on the entire train level. I was just, especially when you go around actually, those big curves, and you're looking down, level. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know a lot what of people it? complained it was too long, but I thought it was so well done and so exhilarating. I, I loved it. 
I thought it was. Too. And, and the great thing about it is that, you know, it's like when you when you watch, I expected to see something like when you're watching a cartoon or something and you see shit loop in the background. That's what yeah. I was expecting to see. And if you look at that background, nothing ever loops. You know, yeah. so it's no. different the entire way. And Actually, I was um, really, impressive. really impressive to me. Richard said, and one of the other guys said also, that train is not some canned animation like you're on a, on a rail shoot or anything. That train is an actual physical object in the game. And they, t- they made it so that you're not going to be in the same place twice. So if you play through it again, if you play through a little bit faster, a little bit slower, it's, it's going to be in real time. So you're going to hit that curve at different times. You're going to hit the bridge at different times. There's only a certain few things that are timed to a certain extent to make sure that you, know, you can get into that anti-air gun to take out the chopper, that kind of thing. But that's right, an actual physical right. object in the game. Which that's, just blew me away. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's that just shows the level of detail that they're willing to put in, you know. And uh, yeah. I mean, it, that really impressed me. Well, I mean, one of the but the train level is also where like the first portion of the game that really pissed me off was was uh, as well because that train huh. boss was a pain in the ass. So, you know, pain. a guy at work said the same thing, and I didn't have a problem huh. with him. Try I it on hard. Been- Try it on crushing. Well, yeah, I haven't played. <laughs> I, I beat him on hard with no. I beat him on hard. I didn't have a problem with him on hard. I think I had. I think I tried it like three times, and and I beat. Wow, him. So it wasn't that big a deal. On, either I either I either killed him the first time or he killed me once. Yeah, on crushing, I think I tried like twenty, thirty times. Holy shit! I mean, it was really frustrating wow. because you know it's just the 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 way that everything happened. It's like his. You know, the fact that his shots hit you just about every time, you know, you only, you only take like three shots and you're dead and he's a bolt sponge. So, I mean, it's, it's, and and that's when, and see, this is something that I, that we talked about on our show too. You don't really notice, I mean, there are some, some flaws with the control on this game, but you don't notice them when you're, you know, unless you're playing on crushing because on crushing, if you roll instead of sticking to cover or something like that, or if you happen to drop off to the side instead of sticking to cover or something like that, you're dead. You know, you, you will get shot and you will be dead. Um, there's very, there are very few times where you can, where there will be a mistake in what you wanted to do and it did something else and you live through it because right. of the fact, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's just the nature of the game though. I understand that, you know, they ha- you have to draw a limit of where things happen, but there's a lot of times when you're trying to stick to cover and you roll instead and then you stand up and you get shot and that's just the way it works. Oh, yeah. um, and that, way, that was one of the things that's frustrating and it was most hmm. apparent in that boss fight because there are times when I'm trying to stick to cover and I roll out and I get shot by this, this dude's shotgun and it kills me. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have two things. Uh, first off, you guys are wrong. The, 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 the truck stuff was before the train because then Elena drives you up next to the train. You jump on and she has to stop because the bridge runs out. Mm-hmm. So I was right. There's two different truck things. I want, I want, that, I want that on the record. There's two different scenes with the trucks. Yeah. The, the scene where know, you're jumping from truck to truck is after the train. No, it's the other part the is when you're station. in the Jeep and she's driving you so you could jump on the train. Yeah. And you have a and you have like different. a cannon uh, on whatever. the back. Anyway, we also have an email about this kind of. <laughs> so uh, I was going to read this as well. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, it's Hercules or Herc08 on Twitter. Uh, as many of us have played the game, there is not that there are not that many bad things to say. But what I would love to hear from others is what chapter seemed to be a pain in the butt on crushing. 
I thought this would be a good time to ask this. Uh, for oh. me, it was the monastery. I just could not remember how I did my stealth attacks in the tower. I just got a platinum today, and he says, oh. uh, notice what I did there. So I guess I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, and that was the hardest yet. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Sorry if this looks funny, but I'm typing from my phone since my laptop is in repair. All right, oh. Herc. Uh, since I haven't played on Crushing, I will bow out of this one. All right. <laughs> I haven't played uh, Mark, it on Crushing. Play on crushing? Nope, okay. I only beat it on Hard. Uh, the pains, in the, the areas that were a pain in the ass. Um, see, I didn't, have a, I didn't have an issue with the tower because I, I didn't figure out how to do the tower with only stealth attacks anyway. So I was expecting to get into a firefight. <laughs> Um, the biggest pains in the ass were the, tr- the chapter I was just saying, wh- where you're on the train and you fight that boss at the end. Um, and then there was, ah, shit. There were a couple other places where I got, I had a lot of trouble. And to be honest with you, one of the places where I really thought that I was going to have trouble, do you guys remember after, um, like during, towards the end, when you actually get to the monastery and you're doing all that shit, uh, you know, you find the, the stairs with the tree on it. And, but you don't right. go down there yet. The next room, there's two guys with chain guns and a fucking guy with a rocket launcher. You know the area I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was going to be such a huge problem on crushing. <laughs> and I ended up, you know, before I entered that room, I picked up a grenade launcher, took out one of the chain gun guys with a grenade launcher, took out the other one with one of the rocket launchers, took out the rocket launcher guy with the one of the, an RPG. And pretty much... That was it. I ended up killing everybody, and I didn't. I didn't die on that part. I was like, I was really surprised. I was expecting to have more trouble with that. Um, nice. Yeah. So the do. Yeah. So the train scene, and then I would say probably the part that I had the most trouble with, besides that, and the last boss was there's a scene um, before you get to towards the end of the last boss where where you have to fight. Um, it, it has a door that takes it has uh, the the two cranks and one of the one of the counterweights is missing. Do you guys know where I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what chapter is. I think it's like chapter 24. I think it is. But it's, you yeah, find out really that close. the counterweights are yeah. You, you find out the counterweights are missing, and then you fight. You know, dude with the chain gun. There's a couple armored guys with shotguns. Uh, there's an RPG guy. There's a bunch of guys in there. Uh, that took me probably a good dozen times to get through. Maybe maybe well, less. Yeah, because you get a you get a huge gun there too, but it doesn't have very much ammo. I know exactly what you're talking about because they all come yeah. off that one cliff, basically. Yeah, and there's and if you can get the on basically on uh, on hard, you know, I took out the guy with the chain gun, took out the RPG dude, and took out the guy with the desert, um, the the laser sighting gun, and after that, right. I went and I got the chain gun and took everyone out. That that was my my the way of doing that. On crushing, right. I couldn't do that because there are too many guys around, and there's no you can't take cover with the chain gun. So, right. you know, if I had it in my hand, I was getting shot and I was dead. Uh, but what I did do is after I took everyone out, the um, the the I don't even know what you want to call them, the guys that drank the 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 sap, the right. Guys, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they come out. And that's when I ran over and picked up the chain gun because I didn't have any ammo left. You know, you, you can unload <laughs> clips of, of the M40 into these fuckers and they don't die. Um, right. So without, without a crossbow, I went straight for the chain gun and I was trying to take him out with the chain gun. Um, but hmm. that, those three areas were the, the, the biggest problem areas for me in, in, on crushing. Cool. Okay. And, All uh, right. and actually, it's probably a good time to go over my little, the little trick that I learned for okay. defeating... Lavarbitch at the end. Yeah. Um, I actually looked it up on YouTube, and this guy had posted it. He posted a video of it. Uh, basically, 
um, just stay right in front of his face the entire time. Uh, the idea is that you know the first the first when you first start fighting him, um, you know you run and you you fire at one of the the sap bulbs and it explodes right. on him. Then right. the idea is you run straight at him and start trying to melee him, and he'll grab you and lift you up in the air. And then there's mm-hmm. that quick time event where you smack him in the face three times, and he'll throw right. you across the across the uh, the the field, the map. And eventually, what happens is he'll stop throwing you, and he'll just drop you and be stunned. So you ah. just keep rinsing and repeating that, and the bulbs will regenerate. So as long as you're staying next to that bulb and next to him, he never gets a chance to fire his shotgun. And that shotgun uh-huh. kills you. So you stay in his face the whole time. He keeps doing the, the, the quick, the, basically the cutscene animation where he picks you up and he's trying to snap your neck. And you just keep bashing him in the face. And eventually he won't throw you anymore. And the bulls regenerate and you blow him up. And that's, that's how I ended up killing him. Um, oh. Literally tried to fight him like 20 different times last night. Looked that shit up this morning and it took on my third try. I got it. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that's good to know because he was a pain in the ass just on hard like trying yeah, to run away Yeah, on hard, from him. it probably took me half a dozen tries to get him, but it was it yeah. was the run around and blow up the bulbs. You know, that's the way I did it. Mm-hmm. This I tried right, that, and it was like, yeah, this this time it was like his his shotgun for for whatever reason his his shotgun has more range than I've ever seen on a shotgun. You know, <laughs> and yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Nice. Hopefully that that was a. Hopefully that answered the question. Long-winded answer to the question. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So uh, back back to kind of the storyline. You know, we, we get done with whatever truck scene we're thinking of, and uh, yeah. we get to, I think it was, it's the ice well, stuff next. The like, train crashes, and then right. you, wake, you wake up in the Himalayas. Right. After you, after you beat the dude, uh, the, the boss that, that I've been complaining about, <laughs> Chloe shows up. Says she doesn't want to be saved, and then what's his name shows up. Flynn shows up and shoots Drake, and that's right. how. That's why he woke up and he was bleeding, and that's yeah. when you. Uh, that's when the train crashes and uh, and it starts basically from chapter one. Right, and mm-hmm. the visual effect you get to see next is truly outstanding, and you get to see it in the multiplayer as well. But uh, the swirling snow, uh, blinding snow that that comes in when you're fighting these guys yeah. is just wow. Uh, one one of the most memorable moments of, of the game for me, and uh, you, you make it out of there, and uh, you find, or, or you basically pass out, and you're found, and you end up meeting back up with Elena and with uh, oh, what's the what's the guy's name that can't speak English? It's uh, Odo. <laughs> I don't remember what his <laughs> no, that, that name name is, but and, Odo plays him. <laughs> yeah, Odo plays and, the 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 German. Schaefer, that's it. Something. Yeah. Schaefer, and then, but I was thinking of the uh, the guide Tenchu. Ten, Tenchu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it Tenzin or Tenzin or something? Tenzin, I think you're right with that one. Tenzin. So uh, a cool little mini game, or kind of a little secret thing when you're walking through town. If you uh, pet oh, everyone, yeah, I know acts, you're doing. you get a uh, you get a trophy for it. So you get a medal. Yeah. Trophy? Oh, oh the um, other trophy I really like, just or not trophy, but in game achievement. Where you're on top of the hotel and you jump in the pool. I was hoping you were that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it a is it a trophy? It's or not a trophy. It's a medal. You yeah, get a medal for yeah, no, it's a trophy. Medal. Is it really? Yeah, I don't remember. I'd have to huh. go back and look. I'm that was, uh, yeah. Sure. He jumps in. Hey, check it out, Marco. She goes really. <laughs> <laughs> time for this. 
Come on, come on, Marco. (laughs) And then when he gets out, he's like, fish out of water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that shit. Uh, That's one of the things that I have to say I love about this game is just the the amount of humor and, uh, you know, just the chemistry between characters. You know, I mean, even even at the end of Borneo, when uh, uh, when you're fighting in that little camp and you boost you boost Sully up to up the ladder and he goes, you got a great ass, Sully. It's like, that's that's just hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It's I love the humor in this game. Hell yeah. I wonder how much of that stuff was just ad lib by the by the cast, too. Because, I mean, they're doing so all that. Most of yeah. yeah. All right. All right so let's we're fast forward again. through it a little bit. Because we're okay. going to be really long, but uh, yeah, Tenzin or you meet Schaefer, uh, who is the old German guy who pretty much tells Nate the secret to the Chintamani Stone is with his his uh, party or whatever lost in the ice cave. So Tenzin leads you there, right? Um, oh, and Schaefer's the one who patched you up too. So right, and uh, Elaine is there talking with him. Then, like, you go through there basically. You go through this really long ice cave part and you end up fighting what appears to be like a Sasquatch or a Yeti or an abominable snowman. Yeah. Um, and at that point, the that's the me. point where where Me everybody too. on Twitter was just like, oh, come on. I just got to the supernatural part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I frankly, love that they I, did what they did. Oh, yeah, but I didn't mind it. Like if they had just left it as you were fighting abominable snowmen, I would have been yeah. fine. Like it didn't bother me like the zombies did in the first Uncharted, right? I, don't know. I, I love the fact like... that they weren't real Yetis. I love the fact that there was just dudes in suits. I just yeah. When, when, that that, when I found that out, I started laughing. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I kind of would have been fine. I was kind of glad that they they did that. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems, you know, like he all the like he finds all these like supernatural things. It just it worked fine for me that he'd be like in the Himalayas and actually encounter a Yeti. Right. So no, I don't I can know. See where but, you're okay. Yeah. Either way. Eh. But then you find like Schaefer's party and it ends up that Schaefer was the one who killed them to prevent them from finding the stone. Well, also you find out that there were the Nazis, right? Right. They weren't just regular Germans. They were Nazis. Yeah. But then uh, you go back and you find out that uh, Blagojevich and his men found it and they're like attacking the the village and everything. So you have to go defend it. And this is where my frustration came in when the tank comes in. Oh, now, no, this is such level. an awesome sequence. See, and it got ruined for me. And it's mostly my fault. But there's one part with the tank like I was actually there were two things that ruined it for me. The the AI of the NPCs and uh, my own stupidity. But like the AI sucks because I was trying to go from like cover to cover and there'd be like, you know, the villagers and whoever standing there and they wouldn't fucking get out of my way. Like I they, I would literally get stuck on them and killed constantly. And there's even Jeez. one part where you're following Tenzin through the village. You follow him up some some stairs. He did this to me twice. He stopped on the stairway. I couldn't get around him. I couldn't move. And I was shot to death. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then uh Tenson was mad at you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, you're not running fast enough. Shithead. But then the one part that got me is like when it like the tank gets to the end of the village and you like it's right before you hop down the 
kind of like the cliff and you're like crawling along and the tank like busts right. through the wall above you right before that. Like I couldn't tell where to go there and I died constantly because it's open. Like the tank pulls up and it's open and you can see the tank. You can actually run out there. And because yeah. I was more concerned with peeking around the corner at the tank, I never saw the opening on the yeah. opposite side of the wall. The camera was always turned. So I never fucking saw that. So I thought you had to go out by the tank and like sneak around it. But basically, if you like, you could walk up, you could run up behind the tank before you got killed and hide behind it and it couldn't shoot you. But then there was nowhere else you could go. Like I could run backwards, like around a corner. But as soon as I got to like a dead zone on the map, it auto killed me. Or if you went to the front of the tank, it auto killed me. So I was like, you can understand my frustration here because like I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on or what I was supposed to do. And it pretty much like ruined this part of the game for me. And like, yeah, it's my fault because I did see that. Roll for a natural 20 and. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? I don't think they should have ever (laughs) left that that portion open where you could run out there. Because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Like I never. I constantly had the camera. But either that or make that that little spot where you have to go through. It's just like a hole in the wall. But the camera was always turned just right for me because I was like peeking around the corner at the tank. I never saw it. Well, hmm. I think maybe that's is the camera thing because if they would have made it where you couldn't run out there, then all you would get is people complaining saying, "Well, it's not. It doesn't really have any effect because you didn't. You couldn't even run out there. You you just had to yeah, go." Yeah, but who this the fuck way. besides me is running out there? everybody else saw the fucking hole in the wall and went that way (laughs) i know there was one point where i tried to run behind the tank to get to the other side of the road because i thought that's what i had to do once and then i died and i i ran it again i'm like oh i gotta go over there all right i think that's that's kind of what happened for me too Yeah. yeah but then i finally saw it like i don't know how i just like turned around at one point i'm like oh there's a fucking hole (laughs) <laughs> so, but yeah an otherwise awesome part of the game was like practically ruined for me by that like i was pissed off and because i was playing on hard i died so fast and you had oh, to keep geez. repeating the sequence of like like two or three little spots where you had to run up and kill some guys and get through there again right so i was pissed but then by the time i you know i figured it out i'm like well i'm an idiot <laughs> that that was actually one of the I, I see i love that part i i was just like oh that was fucking awesome yeah the tank sw- sequence was pretty intense i thought it was good i thought they, yeah. they did it well after um, that i was I, I do remember yeah mark i do remember running into that too i think i think i i died a couple times before i realized oh i need to go to the right okay yeah. i i think they should have just blocked it or something or like if you tried to go that way, like debris falls in your way and you have to go back and then you turn around and you can see the hole where you're supposed to go. Uh, or, you know, like even, that. even if they would have had like, there is an enemy. If I remember, if I, if I'm thinking about the spot you are thinking, you're thinking of, there is one enemy there that you have to defeat. They, even if they would have made it so that you see him coming out of that area. Yeah. That would have helped, you know, even yeah, and that would have been a subtle way to there. But they're like kind of waiting for you, so you like duck behind the cover right before you get into that part. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I was at a different part, but yeah, yeah, I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but anyway, no. uh, you've basically then like is the truck part directly after the tank part? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's the part where you're jumping from truck to truck. Okay, uh, which, which was I cool. Was an, I really I liked it. Was an awesome it. sequence. Yeah, it was a really yeah. really cool sequence. Um, I. I, I think they did it very well. 
Um, and I, I can't th- like th- this is a this is an argument we had on the show because it was basically uh, called a a glorified quick time event. And, <laughs> you know, it just gave you uh, it's, the window. It's the cinematic stuff. Yeah, but, but the, I mean, yeah, he basically went to the window that they gave you to push the button, which was the jump button to go across, was just larger than than a normal quick time event. So, but, well, but there, I really don't see any way they could have seen. It, it I, wasn't I, like, you know, you were jumping over to these other vehicles and fighting the guys. It wasn't like you were doing quick time events in that in that case too. So that's right. why I like the balance on this one. Where, yeah, you still get the quick time event ish type stuff when you're jumping from vehicle to vehicle, but. <laughs> It's it, they're using a much better way to to do this cinematic scene than a lot of other games like a Heavenly Gar- or Heavenly uh, Heavenly Sword or anything else where it's all quick time events. You know what I mean? So you're getting yeah. a little bit of it, but you're still a lot more involved in the action. Oh no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I as I said, I was I can't think of any other way they could have done it to make it as as engaging as it was and still allow you to have control over Drake. Right. So, but yeah, I think they did a really good job. Yeah. So then you get to the uh, the monastery, and it's insane. Mm-hmm. The monastery. Yeah, it's basically, like- can, I, can I tell you something? This the monastery was my first playthrough. The monastery was one of my big places of frustration, and it wasn't sure. even any of the battle sequences. It was it was the part where you go through the the door, and there's uh, there's a ledge lower, like farther down, that has a rope. And you're supposed to get down to that ledge, grab the rope, and throw it up to Elena. Oh, I yeah, had so yeah, much yeah. trouble with this because because I'm partially colorblind, I couldn't see that there were bricks on the wall that I could jump to. Oh. So I sat there and for like an hour, not knowing what the fuck to do. I actually had to go look it up. I, I was that that was the only part where that really messed me up on my first oh. playthrough. I just did not know where to go. But hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah, the monastery is insane. I like it a lot. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's it's basically one intense firefight after another. Yeah, with probably one of the coolest scenes in the game for me. When you go to the top of that tower, uh, that not the one that you're fighting down, but the one where all the snipers are trying to get you. When oh you get God. to the top and and you shoot that that guy with the RPG, and yeah. the RPG goes off and destroys that fucking building. That was that so was probably one of the coolest cool. scenes. I remember that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I first was sitting here. My wife was sitting here watching me. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that, you know? And yeah. and, and then Drake says the same thing. He says, did I do that? You know, and uh, just so that yeah. was just a, such an awesome, awesome scene. Um, I'm trying to uh, what happens after the monster. Is that the other puzzle where you have to? You, you finally find Schaefer, who is pretty much dying. Yeah. Well, and also... Who was? Am I the only one that originally, when you found out Schaefer was a Nazi, was I the only one out of us that thought Schaefer's going to double cross me? Yeah, I didn't really think he would. No, I didn't either. Really? Okay. No, I, I, I was just that. like, shit, I'm going to get double crossed. I'm going to go back to the camp, and and he's going to have Elena hostage, and he's going to be partnered up with with Blagojevich, and I, I honestly thought okay. that was coming. Huh. See, here's my my big my one problem with the story is Schaefer, because um, like everything I don't want to say rea- is realistic, but everybody seems to act fairly appropriately for like an action movie. But then, okay, Schaefer saves you. 
you have a five minute chat with him where he tells you to go find his dudes. You find out he killed his dudes. You come back to find him kidnapped. Then you find him dying and promise him you'll stop the guy from getting the stone. And in the end, they basically talk about Schaefer like, you know, he's this fatherly figure. It's like, okay, you talk to the dude for like five minutes total. <laughs> well, he Why did save your life. Buying he patched you up and... Yeah, it just it didn't work for me, though, because like they put all their trust into this guy who like like you said, he could have been double crossing him. I didn't think that part worked that well. Like there wasn't enough time with that character. I felt like a German Sully uh, for you. Yeah, I didn't think about I I, I wasn't looking that deep into it. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the first thing that came into my head, especially in the ending where they like say something about him like. I don't even remember what they say in the ending anymore, but they say something about him and like, well, I'm like, okay, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I can see what you're saying, but I just, I didn't really look into it that much, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where you want to go from here. You know, you find the tree of life. Well, basically, yeah, you, you find your way into Shangri-La. You figure out the Yetis are actually blue people in disguise. (laughs) It's the blue people. <laughs> because it I'm turns out of the that blue people. the, the nice. resin is actually like the stone because it's the giant tree that is giving off this blue resin that turns them into like Superman, basically. Yeah, right. Turns them into giant no Smurfs. Stone. Yeah, <laughs> giant and Smurfs. Then, I'm gonna Smurf her out in the parking lot. <laughs> and like no we mentioned, Elena, Elena <laughs> almost gets blown up by Flynn, and then. Right. uh you go find Blagojevich as he drinks from the water and you have to kill him. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to say, which, I did like this boss sequence a lot better than, than the one in the first one. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. everybody bitched about the quick time boss on the first one. And uh, I thought it was a lot, I thought it was a lot better put together and, and you know, you, you, you finish him off and, and you know, you go up and you find Chloe and you find Elena and Elena's beat up and Chloe's like, she's not going to make it. And, just that whole scene, even ending the game, you know, running across that huge bridge that's crumbling was just insane. Uh, yeah, like that visually sequence. and just gameplay wise, yeah, it, it was insane. I, I actually died. There was another one where I died because I was watching everything going on in the background and I didn't even see a, a, a spot that opened up. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit! Oops. <laughs> you died during the glorified cutscene. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But I was just, I was I was you know mesmerized by the awesomeness and my guy died. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, so I, uh, it again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm old. I like grand things. I I really I thought I was trying my hardest not to believe that Elena had died at the end of that. I, of that freaked out you know they, they they did a really good job with that where it's still a cliffhanger where you know it gets to that you don't even think about Schaefer at that point and, you know no he's yeah. totally out of your mind and I, I I'm telling you I actually got a tear in my eye I was like no I like Elena <laughs> see I thought they drew out the whole she's not gonna make it thing far too long I'm like there's no way they're gonna kill her but it, it worked because like like Chris said Schaefer was kind of out of your mind by them because it, it had been such a long stretch so i, yeah. I thought they did a really good job with that no, i didn't th- i think they did a good job but i just didn't believe that she was gonna die yeah hmm. that's okay. just me mark has too much belief in humanity <laughs> <laughs> right. he'll learn everyone. someday 
<laughs> Except he doesn't trust a guy that he's only talked to for five minutes. That's, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if he's German. <laughs> <laughs> if he's German and like 90. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the other yeah. thing that was messing me up. He's like, when I when we did our expedition seventy years ago, I'm like, what are you fucking like ninety eight? Then what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's one thing. Also, um, make sure you read through the journal because man, there is some good stuff in that journal. Oh well. yeah, uh, there's some funny Sully's stuff. Mustache. <laughs> Sully's yeah, mustache. All the different the, the many faces of Sully. <laughs> <laughs> there's some good shit in there. Um. Uh, all right, so I have to ask you guys how. How happy were you with, with the the on a scale of one to ten point a scene at the end? Please tell me you know what, what I'm talking about. Uh, the scene at the end. On a scale of one to ten, how how scared were you that I was going to die? Elena says that to Drake. Oh goes, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. That was I awesome. I cracked up when I, I was, when I at this point. Yeah, that was that was really I cool. It. it was really well done. Yeah. Their little uh, banter at the, at the end was so awesome. It's so much yeah. better than the first one where they almost kiss and Sully's like, hey, get a room. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Who wants a cigar? Ho, 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 ho. I, liked, I liked the way Sully handled it at the end, too. It was like, which way did Chloe, Chloe go? That way. Yeah. Yeah. He goes after her dirty old man, Sully, and he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, where's Chloe at? Where's that, that ponytail broad? But yeah, so my, my wife hates clowns too so it was one of those things where she actually came home from work literally like a minute after i had finished the game and that that scene had passed by so i actually waited for the credits to finish rolling and i played it again so she could see it and she laughed pretty hard about it. but just just the entire banter back and forth between the two of them was was uh was just very entertaining and yeah so well so so was it just me or did the menu music change when you beat the game uh, I think it. It's like, I think it randomly changes. It's like it's always oh, the same. It okay. changes when you go back to the menu screen. Yeah, I didn't really notice. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. I'm not sure. I thought I thought the front front menu uh, changed music after I finished it. Maybe it was just a random thing. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. All right. Like, um, sure. Well, before we get any farther, we've we've got another email. This is from Vladrick, and he wrote us a book. Uh, he oh shit. Says, <laughs> hey, PS Nation and Chris, uh, Vladrick here, and just thought I would give <laughs> my input on how I did that. It says, and Chris, Vladrick here, just thought I would give my input on how I feel about Uncharted 2 and some of our fellow gamers as well. First off, I had an absolute blast playing this game. It is without, without a doubt one of the best games I've played on any system. The most impressive part of this game for me, and I am sure for a lot of other people, is the characters. Naughty Dog did a fantastic job at creating characters who are interesting and never feel cliche, and the story you are involved in is so exciting that you never feel like stopping the game because you want to know what happens next. The music score is also a very impressive piece to this game. I always found myself really loving the music playing, and it brought it deeper into the game. Not once did I feel that a theme was unfitting to the moment, uh, though one, my one complaint is that I wish some of the puzzles were harder to figure out. Ah, see, last game, people thought they were too hard. Uh, Now, some of our gamer friends argue that this game was so overhyped that it doesn't deserve so many perfect scores. I mean, seriously, we know an A+, 10 out of 10, or 100 rating does not mean a perfect game. Yet, when people argue about a game that gets a perfect score, they always try to compare it to a perfect game without, uh, when those same people admit a perfect game doesn't exist. 
for people who argue that the game is too linear, linear, damn it, you assholes had that in my head. Uh, I'm sorry, but Uncharted. Uh, I'm sorry, but Uncharted is telling a story, and I personally want the game to be linear and present the story the the way the developers intended. There are plenty of games where you can choose which direction you want to take the story in, and Uncharted simply doesn't need to be the game like that. Frankly, people need to lose this perception that a linear game. <laughs> Use a different word, goddamn you. Uh, game somehow is a bad game mechanic. Uh, to me, that that is ridiculous considering how many great games are oh, straightforward and seriously, how many of these complainers have found every treasure item in this game or have approached situations using stealth instead of guns blazing or vice versa. Uh, there is plenty of variety in this game. Sorry for the long email. Hope, hopefully it makes it on time. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks, Flederick. So, yeah, I, I guess, what are your thoughts about this, where people are complaining, number one, about the perfect scores, and uh, even though, you know, everybody's got a complaint. Like I said, I, a certain couple of individuals on VG Evo were saying that I overhyped this game, and et cetera, et cetera, even though I think Metacritic is still at like a 96 or 97%. So, I, I guess, what are your thoughts on it? Um, if you have any. I, I, I don't think it, I personally don't think it's a perfect game, but, but I think that the perfect scores are based on what the review house actually, ha- how they consider a game a 10. I mean, you, you got to look at how they score games. You know, you can't just say, oh, they scored it a 10. They think it's perfect. That's not necessarily true. Um, I know that like a, a house like GameSpot um, is very reluctant to give perfect scores. You know, and so when they when they give you a, give a game a ten, they mean it. It's a ten. But on the other hand, some some place like One Up is a little bit more lenient about how they do it. You know, a, ga- a game could have some flaws and still get an A plus, which isn't a bad thing in my opinion. You know, it just it's their their rating on on basically their enjoyment of the game. Um, I personally would give it like. You know, on your scale, I would probably give it an A, just because there are a few control tweaks that I think that were frustrating at times. But the right. game was a, a well presented. It was incredibly acted. I mean, just the motion capture alone. I mean, just some of the subtle, just the subtle, subtle movements that they do. Like maybe they just happen to flick their hand at one point, or just facial expressions was another thing that really got me about this game. You know, so right. a lot of that makes it so that. You know, linear or not, you know, I, I don't. Th- I think the linear argument is ridiculous. All right, this is an adventure game. Right, you're on an adventure, and it's a linear path through that adventure. It's it's a blockbuster movie. All right, you're playing a blockbuster movie. Exactly. So all those arguments are retarded, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. um, everything around the like, especially the presentation of the game, that's what makes this such a unique experience. It makes it something that I've already gone back and played through twice. And I, I have a feeling that event, one day I will go back and play it again, just like I did with the first oh, chart. Wow. Hmm. I, I, I actually agree with you quite a bit in, in terms of this is, it, it's, it's tough for me to play a game like this. I was never really into the Tomb Raider games, and I think I figured out what the difference is between this and like the Tomb Raider games. And that's the strong story and the narrative that, that you're going through. I mean, you're, you're basically playing an interact, interactive blockbuster movie, like you said. And right. I love the fact that you know, I'm getting this awesome story at the same time I'm getting really good gameplay, etc. Um, the other thing is, you know, I already enjoyed the first Uncharted so much, but the massive amounts of improvements in every aspect of this game made it that much more fun to play. 
and to see that to see developers learn from a previous title they worked on and do what they did with this one that's what stood out to me you know this everything about this game is better the script the controls the the gun fight uh, the the gunfighting you know just everything about it i thought was just a tighter package and just much more enjoyable and you know it, it it's every single review score that you see out there is completely relative you know it, it it all has to do with the person reviewing it because most of the time when like a game spot or a one up or anything else have a grading scale they're pretty much a guideline and it's all up to the personal preference of that person reviewing it mm-hmm. to put that final score on it and that's why sometimes you see you know the the second opinion come up in certain articles like like game informer does uh because you want to see somebody else's perspective and to put so much weight onto just review scores i think that's what hurts a lot of gamers nowadays is that they're just looking at this score and they never read the five page article that's been written about it that explains why it's getting the score from this person right so you know don't just go look at this number or this letter and find out what the person has to say about the game to see if it's something that you're going to be interested in yeah the other thing that i would say is that find find someone find a reviewer that you relate to you know, it's like, you know, that's, that's what I try and do. It's like when I, when I was, uh, whenever I look at one up, uh, reviews or something like that, I will look for specific reviewers and I will look specifically at what they say about games because they're the ones that, that enjoy the games that I like, you know, they enjoy the same types of games that I like. So right. find someone that you can, that you can relate to and, and, uh, and read their reviews cause they're, they're going to help you more than anything. And then, you know. Just listen to, you know, word of mouth is, is the best way to hear about things. You know, just find yeah. someone who you know is not, you know, super biased and, and say, hey, what do you think of this? And, you know, let them know. Let, let them tell you what they thought. And there you, you go. Be like, hey, I hate everything and I'm a pessimist. I like Mark's reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I like reviews that put me to sleep at night. Ah. <laughs> I thought they were talking about mine. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we have one more email. So we'll, we'll just read this right away. Uh, so we can kind of close up a little bit after this. Uh, this is from PSN Bebopalula, uh, Twitter. He's Revel C. Wow. And, uh, says, I eventually tonight finished Uncharted 2 on hard mode to avoid spo- spoilers on your show. So I'll come straight to the point. Chloe or Elena? And that's all he asks. Uh, we got this question too. <laughs> it's we just like our 100th show, our show with, too. uh, yeah, Ivy and uh, yeah, and Harley. Oh yeah, uh, me. It's I, yeah. Who's that? Revy that was bringing that up every time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, giggity. Uh, for me, it's Elena. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. It's unanimous. It, and it was on our show too. It's it was pretty unanimous. It's a it's and Jason likes to call her Laura. Uh, Jason likes to call Chloe Laura Croft because that's basically who she is. <laughs> yeah. The, well, she the, has a uh, ponytail. She does have a ponytail. It's yep. just lower on her on on her uh, on her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. Elaine is a much more interesting character in my opinion. So I agree. But Chloe is badass and she is hot. I would say that. Well, she, very and, yeah. and uh, Claudia Black has an awesome voice and, uh, and creepy eyes and, and creepy, creepy eyes. eyes. But, <laughs> you know that, that, that's that kind of brings out one thing. There was not one bo- bad voice actor in this entire game and. No, there really wasn't. To have that where, I mean, you always have like one that's terrible, and there was every single, even the, the, even the background 
people, you know, the people speaking in the background were good. It, just yeah. awesome. Even the grunts were good. Exactly. All That's the red true. shirts. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that ever, the, uh, the only thing that ever really sounded forced, forced is when you died and, and like whoever you were with says, no, well, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of sounded forced most of the time, but everything else sounded great. So, yeah, I, I can forgive that. Ah. Well, any <laughs> final thoughts, boys? We can uh, start wrapping this up. Uh, no, I, I've, I've said my piece, I think. Yeah, me too. It's a great game. If you own a PS3, you, ought to, you should own this game. There's no, no reason not to. And hopefully anybody <laughs> listening to this already owns the game because we just completely ruined it for them. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah if you <laughs> yeah. were listening to this, what the hell? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, if you, have, if you haven't finished the game and you're listening to this, then you have no reason to ever bitch about anything because you've just done it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Take it, exactly. bitches! <laughs> well, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us about your show and where people can find you? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I do uh, interactive distractions with uh, two other guys, uh, Jason and Jeff. Um, we cover all platforms and uh, all systems, uh, including the uh, portable systems. And we just had our 100th episode, which was uh, really so. That was that was a great time. We've been doing it for almost two years, and we're still going pretty strong. So we're you know we just like to get the community involved. We have a question of the week every week, and uh, that's that's basically what we talk about during our feature. Um, each week and you know that's what it's all about we just like to you know talk about games with the community cool <laughs> and we're doing extra life this week too yay okay and you just Woo. did indus fest indus fest and we did do just yeah. <laughs> indus fest <laughs> that was epic and i'm sad it's over but that's okay uh, now when do you guys do an extra life uh we are doing extra life from um 8 a.m. Saturday and on. So you guys are starting okay. at, what, 7 or 8 p.m. on Friday night? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central on Friday night, yeah. Yeah, so when you guys are finishing up, we'll, we'll actually be at our halfway point. And nice. uh, what's really cool about this year is because, okay, last year, you know, we did the, the two-camera thing where we had a camera on the screen and a camera on us, and we right. did it from Jason's place. Well, those those who listen to our show know that we did Indus Fest at a, at a bar called Battle and Brew and right. uh, they love us. I have no fucking idea why, but they love us. <laughs> so we're doing extra life from Battle and Brew. They are actually wow. going to staff the place for 24 hours. And the reason we're doing it that way is because one of the things that really, that we ran into that was a big problem last year was that while we were doing the stream, you couldn't do the stream and, and play games online and still keep the stream at a, as a, at a reasonable rate. But huh. Battle of Brew has a, a five meg up stream. So we should oh, have no go. problem with that. Wow. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's what we're doing. And we actually have a couple people that said that they're going to come and join us. So we'll see how that works out. But it's going oh. to be a good time. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a long week this week. But boy, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this week. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I had a great time with Extra Life last time, and it's, I just have a feeling it's going to be just as much fun this time. <laughs> Although we probably should, uh, Mark and I probably should, you know, practice Bomberman sometime this week. Why? I'm good at you guys it. doing like a Bomberman? <laughs> We're, um, well, Zaku actually works at Hudson now, and uh, they have oh, challenged right. us to a game of Bomberman at, right when we start at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Oh, I need to tune in to see you guys get your ass kicked. We probably will, <laughs> yeah. So uh, right when we start, that's going to start off with some matches against some people at Hudson. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a great way brutal. to start. <laughs> <laughs> we got some cool stuff happening. Uh, Makula is, or Makula is going to try for his hundred thousand in Killzone Two. So yeah. uh, he said he would he would pledge a hundred dollars if Mark plays with him. So nice. uh, we're going to try to get Mark, Mark in there. Mark, you got to do that, man. Hell yeah, I will. <laughs> All right, and uh, we're going to try <laughs> to get our a show. Jason Saturday said that going. he would. Jason said he'd play uh, through all of Uncharted 2 uh, from start to finish if someone pledged $100, and he would make fun of the game from front to back. <laughs> oh, wait, he doesn't, like, he doesn't like Uncharted 2? He, he does, but he's, he's, uh, he, he likes the game, but he's also the, one of the people that are like, you know, is, did it really live up to what you expected? And, you know, it, it was, for him, it was playing that blockbuster movie, which, you know, it, he said on, on our show, too, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's what it felt like to him. So, huh. he liked not it. It's just, it, it, was, it was more of the same for him as, as far as, like, Uncharted 1. So. Not enough Hadoukens in it for him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, we'll, uh, we'll end this, and uh, hopefully people enjoyed a little bit of it, and, uh, you know, maybe this will spurn some emails that... Uh, can be follow-ups and we can do those at the end of the show or something in a couple weeks cool we'll see what happens cool. all right chris thanks for joining us tonight sir absolutely thanks for having me i appreciate it mm-hmm. all right and you kids get Always out there and play pleasure. some games we will talk to you next week what word